I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the main event. This is your main event. Mark's podcast brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports for the first time in 2023. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and you can call me the G1 Climax. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is a main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Taka Mishinoku to my Minoru Suzuki. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Indeed. I know you didn't say it, but I had to say it anyway. Uh, Yeah, that's Taka we all know and love. And, uh... (laughs) Before we get too far into this, joining me at the, or joining us, rather, in the uh, third chair today, he is the hardest part of the ring and the Tai Chi in the Suzuki Goon of podcasts. He is the apron, uh, from the Apron Bump podcast, Rip Your Pants Off for Kyle. Ooh, man, I was, uh, I should have made a climax, hardest part of the ring joke, <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't have the foresight to do that, but I'll take a Tai Chi uh, reference. I am jealous of his pants. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's in that rare he's in that rarefied <sighs> air of uh, you know, the guys who wear tiny trunks under the pants that they rip off mid match. Him, oh, yeah, Angel, yeah, him, Angel Garza. I want to say there was another one that I'm blanking on here. I feel uh, like I saw Michael Nakazawa do it somewhere. Oh God, yes. Yeah, he, just, he, yeah, he does everything. While putting oil but, on himself. Yeah, well, <laughs> not that I'm complaining, but I haven't seen Michael Nakazawa wrestle and. Knock it, knock it, knock it the hell off and get off my TV. Nice. Exactly. (laughs) We're cooking with gas here, folks. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Like I played here, you know, every time, uh, every time Tai Chi rips some pants off, man, it's great ass. (laughs) Well, good Lord. (laughs) Getting right into it. All right. Well, we're changing it up with the new year, new year, new podcast schedule, I guess. Uh, We're changing it up. And it's our first time covering a New Japan show. And of course, you got to start with the pinnacle of New Japan. It's Russell Kingdom. We're going back to, shoot, what was this, 2014? I'm blanking on the, yep, 2014. 20, is it 2014 or 2013? Yep, 20, 2014. Uh, so, yeah, uh, far enough back in the schedule where it's, you know, still uh, like, oh, wow, yeah, that happened. Yeah, by the time <laughs> this airs, it's, what, nine years? So, yep. It's retro-ish. Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy to see some of these guys have moved on and done a lot in, like, specifically. Yeah, oh, not a lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of them have done a lot. Some yeah, of them, yeah. have, you know, they're there. Yeah. Fizzled. So, some of these guys, it's like, oh, yeah, you're still on the roster. Uh, but <laughs> One specifically. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But other ones are still in New Japan, still going fairly strong. And uh, other ones are, you know, they've climbed up the ladder of success since this time. But it's an interesting show, to say the least. Uh, I didn't think it was I, I didn't think it was one of the strongest 
Wrestle Kingdoms I've ever seen. But, you know, it was I, I didn't hate watching it. I know we were talking before we started recording that it was uh, it was fine. You, you guys, uh, Greg, you said you liked it. Well, yeah, I mean, no matter what we do, I like to watch. Oh, of course. Uh, well, now a shirt over at our uh, bonfire store. It's a, it's a VHS tape. If you don't know what that is, Google it. Uh, and if you're dating somebody who doesn't know what a VHS tape is, she's too young for you, bro. Uh, so, or he's to... too young. I mean, wait, why do you assume women are? Yeah. Listening? All right. Yeah. All right. Well. Well. Yeah. Of course. I mean, no woman's <laughs> listening to this. No self-respecting woman is listening to this. But although, if you are a self-respecting woman listening to this, thank you. We actually have female uh, female cut shirts over at our bonfire store. So go hook yourself up. I'll buy one. Or yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Go get yourself a deep V. That could be All my right. workout Ooh. shirt. Now that I think about it. A little crop top action. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get get the 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 skinny. I lost. Rocking. I lost most of the belly I had, so I wouldn't look quite like the blue meanie now. But well, that's no fun. Oh, but damn it, I would try. Yeah. Right. I okay, would like push the belly out like Joe Gatto on Impractical Jokers. Show it how far you can. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Just wear uh, like on the like on the movie. Just wear that that tiny t shirt. Says, "Where's the beef?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm the beef. hot. <laughs> oh yeah, it says I'm the beef. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. But let's waste no time getting into this. Uh, it's our, like I said, for, first time actually in long form talking about a New Japan event. So I'm excited to talk about it. This one was like Kyle. You might know uh, when was the first time they actually did English commentary on a Wrestle Kingdom? Was it the next year? I think so, because I think the next year is the first one that I actually watched. And I believe okay. I could be wrong. I believe that was the one that had like Jim Ross, Matt Stryker and Yoshitatsu, which was a disaster. It's just an all around disaster. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Yoshitatsu added. <laughs> yeah, Yoshitatsu <laughs> was the only one that could add anything. And he was he, the language barrier made him not be able to. So, yeah, Jim Ross yeah. bumbling and stumbling, trying to get through the show. And Matt Stryker, Matt Stryker was knowledgeable, but he's, you know, still Matt Stryker. So, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm not going to say this now because he's, you know, he's there every week and he knows better. But uh, in Jim Ross's defense back in 2015, uh, even he said, he's like, they didn't really give me a lot of notes. They're just like, ah, you know right. what you're doing. Get out there. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's hard to just jump in cold with something like that in a different country. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a, uh, and obviously they switched it up. The was it the next was it at 10 or 11? They they switched him out for Kevin Kelly. Um, I can't imagine Jim Ross did it two years in a row. So I would, I would guess the year after that. Yeah, I know he was. I know Jim Ross did a few of them because he was there at that show. Weren't you at that show, Greg, uh, where he got uh, he got knocked out of his chair backwards? And yeah, that was, the, that was at the Cow <laughs> Palace. Yeah, I and mean, Josh Burnett got up and almost shot on the dude. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Jay White, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was Jay White. Or, yeah, uh, Chase Jay Robinson. White the ring. He's like, now nah, you done effed up, man. And he went outside yeah. and just killed him, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know Jim oh, Ross and stuff. Josh Barnett did that that Axis show, which was like reruns yeah. of yeah. Japan matches. So I guess it was taped. Yeah. So that's probably more his speed, right? <laughs> but yeah, a few live shows, I guess. But I guess maybe oh, no. not any pause. after that that incident. Pause and record. I gotta Google this guy, Seth Frass. What Japanese college did he go to? <laughs> oh my uh, god! <laughs> you know he would. <laughs> uh, he he played a Japanese uh, sport. I guess baseball. Yokohama U. Yeah, right. it's the first city that popped in my head. So he, he was he was the uh, he was the relief pitcher on their on their team. Huh? Uh, he doesn't like baseball. What's wrong with you? I don't I don't know if he does like baseball. Well, that's actually. all Japanese people play. I think. That yeah, right. Just being ninjas, right? Wow. Good. Wow. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. I'm a co- I'm a third yeah. Asian, everybody, so I can make these jokes. That's yeah, why right. I get away with the Mexican jokes. Actually, so, yeah, we're good. Uh see. 
So yeah. when, and when, when, when the Naito match comes up, we're all covered. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. And when uh, and when anybody gets to mock Italians, that's where I come in. There we go. <laughs> or just Italian? white people. Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm like a fourth Italian as, as far as I know, but I got a 23 and me that stuff. Which, by the way, 23 and me is also the name of uh, the dating website started by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, but <laughs> you joke, you may be the luckiest us to be on the planet next to Corey Graves. But <laughs> how old are you? 25. Ugh, get out of here, Grandma. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, what but yeah, the let's... hell? <laughs> before we, or we we've already went off the rails, but before we get into our uh, first break. Time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now we're going to take our first break of the podcast. It's our first break of the brand new year. And on the other end of this, we're going to crack some cans and get into new Japan uh, and the news and notes surrounding it right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. 
Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee, as well as K-Cups, and for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. It is time for news and notes. And what are you cracking today? Something else from the dollar store? It is from the dollar store. You know that's where I live. It's uh, it's actually yeah. an actual Starbucks pop peppermint mocha drink. Oh, easy, buddy. Yeah, yeah, right. still, Hope you're not driving getting... home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I go hard, blue. dude. All right, so there we go. Wow, go blue. Uh, F that, but this can is blue. It's uh, Red Thunder, which is the Aldi knockoff of uh, Red Bull. Oh. Red well, Thunder. Dude, hell yeah, dude. Something was second best for my family, too, man. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of Dr. Thunder. That That's actually the store brand version of God. Dr. Pepper. I hey, wait, know that all wait, too wait, wait, well. Wait, wait. Yep. Which store is this from? Uh, I don't know. I forget. Walmart, okay, maybe. We have Dr. Thunder. Or maybe I'm thinking Walmart, too. There's one called Safeway yeah. here. I think you guys have a different store, but it's under Safeway's banner. As far as I know, Dr. Thunder is the kind of like Mountain Lightning. It's all uh, Walmart. Right. Brands. Although Red Thunder Aldi stole that one though, so it's okay. Like, it's it's Doctor Dynamite, and I remember because <laughs> I remember because every time we go get some, Ramon's like, "Dude, it's not Wednesday. You can't drink that." <laughs> Look, if, if we don't have Doctor Dynamite sponsoring play, uh, the main event, Mark's podcast, there, there's something wrong. Right? Exactly. I'm working on exactly. It. Give us give us a sponsorship, damn it, right now. Or t-shirts. Uh, we'll get you over. Yeah, you know what they need to say. Shut up and take my money. There we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got it in already. But well, let's let's dive into uh, the first news story here. Ding, ding, ding. So this one's actually going back to the previous month, but it was close enough in time where uh, and it was a big enough story. I wanted to talk about it. We're actually opening up with MMA here. So Greg will remember this one all too well. On December twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, in the main event of UFC one sixty eight. 38-year-old Anderson Silva snapped his tibia and fibula in his rematch against Chris Weidman uh, from UFC 162 uh, for the UFC middleweight title. I don't like remembering that. Dude, I watched that. I think you and I were watching it live, and I was just like, oh, God. 
Dude, no. I, I watched it at a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. It was like 1 a.m. It was freezing cold <laughs> oh, outside. We had we had to sit. It, we were like on the patio section. We were all like freezing cold. We we're like, come on, we just want to see this match. And then it happens, and he breaks his leg. And as soon as his leg breaks, we all just start walking toward our cars and driving home. Yeah, like, what the hell? Yeah. It's over. Good lord. I I was not around. I can't remember when uh, Thiesman broke his leg, but uh, oh, yeah. I was I I was not watching football at that time. I don't even know if I was alive at that time. I can't remember. However, uh, it was yeah. I, I was around for this one, and it was uh, yuck. Yeah, it hurt my heart, man. That's like my all-time favorite fighter. Like, Mine too. Yeah, I think Weidman himself actually ended up doing the same thing a few years later, right? He did. Yeah, he hasn't even come back yet. He's training right oh. now for a comeback, but yeah, no one ever comes crazy, back the same. Man. It's crazy how that happens, by the way. Like, same exact thing. What and, uh, what's his face? That's Conor close. McGregor. I think didn't he do maybe not as bad, but kind of similar. He like really close, messed up yeah. his leg. The one against Poirier. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jeez Louise, man. That. When you were when you said you were at Buffalo Wild Wings, all I could think of was like everybody sitting around like eating their wings, whatever that happens, and then they just collectively. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it came out uh, the other end later that night, but it was unrelated. Wow. <laughs> Jokes on you, though, uh, TJ. By one a.m., people are done with their wings; they're just sitting there waiting for the fight. Oh yeah, we were at we yeah, had right. dessert and everything already. Yeah. See, my last I knew, my B Dubs don't uh, doesn't uh, show the UFC pay per views anymore. But oh yeah, uh, maybe they changed. That's probably the last one I went to. Yeah, I don't know if they do again or not, but I could be wrong. Uh, I just know they they used to show the WWE pay-per-views, and that's where I watched them live for, like, yeah. ever. Uh, and then they stopped doing it, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, was, I was like, I'll even pay extra to sit and watch it, whatever. And they're like, no, we're just cutting it off. Like, all right. Oh, now you got to buy the cock. Yeah, right. But anyway, immediately after the fight, Silva had orthopedic surgery to stabilize his tibia with an, uh, gonna, uh, whatever rod. I'm not going to even try oh, that. Go for it. Sounds stupid. Give, 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 give it a gander. Intram- Come on, TJ. Yeah. Talk about the rod. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> wow. Intramedullary. I think I pronounced that right. Intramedullary that about rod. Right. Yeah. Uh, his fibula was reset and was not expected to require further surgery. A UFC statement called the surgery successful and said that those with similar injuries generally take three to six months to recover. Man, That's it, huh? <laughs> Dude, recover, I, I, go on to beat uh, Nick Diaz, and then never be the same. Yeah, he went. He, he came back and was okay, but he was never yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. That that's kind of a tough injury to come back from, and you know, rock ass after. Uh, that's just that kind of injury just reminds me of. Uh, uh, Pat Oswald was saying, I don't know why, but for some reason that guy is uh, friends with Tony Hawk. Seems like the weirdest friendship <laughs> ever. But he said that he had like broke his foot, and then like two days later, Tony Hawk was like do- attempting a trip or a trick and snapped his leg in half. And he said he sent him a picture of the X-ray from the hospital. It was like, well, I guess we're in the same boat, huh, buddy? And uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Pat Oswald was like, No, the <laughs> we're not. He was like. <laughs> He was like, you know how you broke your leg? That was cool as hell. He was like, I'm like an old lady. I stepped off the curb and broke my foot. Wow. <laughs> He's like, that's not cool at all. Like, yeah. Tony Hawk probably has broken every single bone in his damn body. Yeah, there's just a picture of him with a cane with, next to the Undertaker. I don't know what he did. I don't know if he's just old or if he just hurt himself skateboarding again. Probably that. Yes. The answer, yes. The answer is yes. Both. Yeah. yeah <laughs> 
It's like Jeff Hardy just has a chronic limp now. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, uh, the UFC is expanding into new horizons in 2014 with an alarming schedule for nearly 50 fight cards. Many of those cards will be on an international stage, including new seasons of The Ultimate Fighter Abroad. Uh, As a new way for UFC fans abroad to get the content they want, the UFC has created a new digital network that will be subscription-based or be a subscription-based service replacing their current UFC.tv site. An official name and price schedule hasn't been released for the new network, which is set to begin airing a series of live fight cards starting with UFC Fight Night 34 in Singapore. The yet-to-be-named March 8th, uh, at the O2 Arena in London will also be shown on the new digital platform. It's called Fight Pass. It's ten dollars a month. Boom. Okay, that's what it is. I was <laughs> blanking on that. I was like, I don't like. What the hell is this again? That's yeah, still going today, right? It is. Yeah. Still trying to figure out why they haven't integrated it with ESPN Plus yet. But... Have they not? Yeah, because ESPN they, Plus is where they show like the main pay per views, right? Yeah, they've actually moved the uh, prelims over to ESPN Plus. Yeah, the library's still on its own. That's all hmm. overly convoluted. It really is. And they just raised the price to 80 bucks. I don't think they're going to last too much longer. They need to move the day of these. 80 routes. bucks? Just, yep. My ass. <laughs> yep. Well, a mutual friend of uh, me and Greg sent sent me a meme of like, you ever see the, the Captain Planet meme with all the whatever the hell those kids are called? They're, they're rings in the center. And it like had all these subscription services, and then it said, "With our powers combined, we are the same price as cable." Yeah, <laughs> more. Yeah, depending on what I, you're watching. Right. I have Hulu with ads, uh, HBO with ads, and uh, Peacock without ads because they gave me a. Uh, it was like a sale price that I got it at. So that's that's it. And already it's like, yeah, that that's enough. Got no time for ads, man. Except yours. I love your ads, but anywhere else, yeah, no ads. On Old School Raw on January 2014, WWE ran teasers promoting an announcement on January 8th at the Consumer Electronics Show. Good Lord. In uh, Las Vegas. I wonder what that's going to be. Later confirming that the announcement concerned the WWE Network. At the Consumer Electronics Show, WWE revealed a comprehensive plan, which would see a launch date of February 24th, 2014, in the United States. WWE Classics On Demand closed on January, or closes, uh, coming up, on January 31st, 2014, to make way for the WWE Network. Rest in peace. Yeah, it it had itself a good run, but... I missed it. Yeah. Now I'm over here watching season five of the Royal Rumble. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, some of i will better, say peacock but... runs better for me than the network did but oh yeah i actually don't i don't mind it really it's just kind of organized yeah i just wish they uh, had to i wish they had chapters and all that stuff like you know yeah just, yeah right i have a friend who has just gotten like like overly like un like non-proportionally angry about the whole situation he's like I just wanted the WWE Network. I'm like, yeah, but now you're paying for like more stuff, and it's the same yeah. price. Uh, actually, the five dollar one is cheaper. So yeah, right. That's um, that, well, yeah. You can watch the I Office have, on the same platform. I have Comcast, right. so I get it for free. But obviously, it's not free; it's built in. But so I guess I can't really say a word about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, I I don't know. I like I tried to explain to him. I'm like, dude, 
it's the same content. I actually see more content uh, on like the WWE side now, like different ECW shows and stuff. I'm like, oh wow, they didn't have that remember, before. Do you remember when they first launched a Peacock? You and I were sitting there pissed as hell that everything wasn't going to be on until the summer. Oh man, yeah, that me too. But then I feel like I forgot all about it. It just happened. Like, oh, well, it's all there now. Like, I yeah, really I, I kept seeing newer stuff popping up. Yeah. I had to go back I to seeing, torrenting stuff for a little yeah. bit. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. For your podcast, you probably had some stuff lined up that you were like, ah, oh, crap. Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> I go buy a VHS of the show. A what? Oh, my God. Oh, exactly. Us? Had to go to my local blockbuster. <laughs> Where? Hey. Do you have Super Bowl 4, madam? <laughs> <laughs> I told uh, I told Greg my I borrowed a, a a tape from my uncle one time that like the first half of it was Jordan and the Bulls winning the NBA Finals and then the second half was Nitro. I mean, yeah, that's a good combo. Was Dennis yeah, Rodman was on that like, Nitro? Uh, I don't remember. He might have been actually. I was like, this is like the most '90s VHS tape I've ever seen. Hell yeah! That's Ron I'm, Jeremy I'm, at the end there too. Oh, good <laughs> lord. Who do you think his was uncle was, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope not. I would have had some uh, awkward conversations with him after that. It's like, so I uh, watched to the end. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh. I didn't want to <laughs> see that part of my aunt, but okay. Talk yeah, about right. a finish. Good Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you want climax? We can do this oh, all day. Oh, my God. Yeah, moving on. Demon. Oh, no. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What the fuck? <laughs> On December 31st, 2013, it was reported that Young had been or that uh, May Young had been hospitalized. The Charleston Post and Courier uh, erroneously reported that she died on January 9th, 2014. Damn. I forgot she died around this time. Oh, wait, so she didn't die at that point? No, she I remember she, correctly she, it was a little a little bit after. Yeah, January. Well, she died on the 9th, uh, January 9th, 2014. Uh, so it was like five days after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and that's how we all remember it. But <laughs> clearly. how many days after Wrestle Kingdom did this did this event happen? It's <laughs> um, a shame that she wasn't but, on the show. Could have been her last event. But her was just crazy stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably. I, I just now realized I was I'm using my advent calendar all wrong. I should have been counting down the days to Wrestle Kingdom, not Christmas. God, <laughs> a little sushi but, rolls in there. Oh my god! Right, uh, a little they're Japanese little, folks. They're Japanese. Yeah, little, little little packs of ramen. There you go. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's that's sad. Uh, was wasn't Mula dead at this point, or did May go first? Yeah, hopefully. I think Mula was gone first. Yeah, 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 I think I, Mula, yeah, Mula definitely died first. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, because we were at that WrestleMania, weren't we, when they renamed that uh, cup after her? Yeah. That was that oh, 2000... Yeah, she, that was 2000... What? Oh, yeah, that I'm was... Way, I'm 15, way behind. 16. Yeah, uh, something like that. She died in 07, by the 18. way. So. We were at WrestleMania 34 and 18, so... Yeah, right. Yeah, so Mula died in 2007... I I forgot. Yeah, I gosh, I'm blanking. We covered that in our TNA retrospective of 2007. So, but my defense, it was a couple months ago, and I don't remember what happened last week. So there's that. Getting old. We tell him. Anyway, uh, so I, back in no, back in November, 
Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards began a week-long tryout with WWE at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Three days later, they made their NXT debut, losing to NXT Tag Team Champions The Ascension, Connor and Victor, in a non-title match. (laughs) Uh, While being billed as the American Pitbulls of Derek Billington, which was Richards, and John Cahill, which was Edwards. Uh, by the time we reached 2014, Triple H decided not to keep them on board. Weird move. I, it seemed like it would have been right up his alley. I know. I was like, so what didn't click for him? Like, because I thought that was a lock because I saw the people he was signing at the time. And people yeah. can't say, oh, well, they were too small. Uh, he signed F and Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is this like they before NXT like really blew up? Oh, definitely. Uh, I don't think it started blowing up until 15. No. Yeah, yeah, so I think if it was like a year or two later, yeah. they probably would have signed. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he went around signing, like, all the indie darlings he could get for the longest time. A couple on this show we're covering. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, I think they, they were just a little before their time, and then I think they broke up shortly after this, like, maybe a year, two years after this, something like that. Yeah, and WWE, I mean, they've never cared about the tag division. And I'm assuming they would have been coming in as a tag team. So it's like, ah, what's your value, really? Yeah, there was no cruiserweight division at the time. So no. and when and when that did come along, nobody gave a damn. So that's for <sighs> now, though. Tag team division's hot. So yeah. Uh, WWE's current plan for Rob Van Dam is to return at WrestleMania or for WrestleMania season at the Royal Rumble pay per view. According to PW Insider, WWE wants to lock in RVD through Extreme Rules in April, but that is longer than the 90-day window that he had agreed to. I don't remember RVD coming back during this time or doing a damn thing. I remember the, the Rumble. I remember the Rumble return, and I remember he had like a little mini feud with Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins broke from the Shield. But other than that, mm. I don't think he did much. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go back. I don't remember that. It's so. It's been a while. Ago, be, so. be thirty. Uh, yes. 30? Yeah, I don't think yeah. he did anything 30. Yeah. That kind of sucks. He was, you know, because I just, I love RVD and anything he does, so he probably could have done something cool, but oh well. He's doing okay uh, for himself, I think. Yeah, I was yeah, I was going to say, I think he's, I think he's okay. <laughs> he's just smoking weed with his, uh, with his stripper girlfriend. and She's a nice lady. Thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, hey, you can be a, just because you're a stripper doesn't mean you're not a nice lady. Come on. Yeah, now. he's a nice you lady. Be, you could be a friendly <laughs> whore. Exactly. That's profiling. Profiling is wrong. Excuse me. Sorry. Exactly. Oh, man. And I bet she helps him float in the water. Anyway. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) We're getting a letter. Another letter. This is we. I didn't say nothing. Well, it's it's our podcast. So your name's attached, buddy. You're in. You're in for it. I I sent you that comment that we got on TikTok the other day where. uh, Uh Oh. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, because we were talking about the uh, American Wrestling Federation. If nobody knows what it is, go look it up. <laughs> it, uh, uh, we were talking about how it failed and sucked and whatever. And somebody said, oh, this sucks worse than or, like us talking about the AWF apparently sucked more than the AWF. And then he had some uh, some gay slurs for us. So there's that showed you. Yeah, you uh, got pissed right? off that that one AWF stand out there. He really, <laughs> really ignited his flame. <laughs> I like yeah, it on like, here. I get, uh, you know, homosexual slurs. And I'm like Call of Duty. I get racial slurs. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, well, you know, maybe bring it up <laughs> on yourself. <laughs> I like how I'm not even like, that good that's... at Call of Duty. That's a thing. Like, maybe I was killing everybody. I get it. But, dude, I suck. 
Somebody. <laughs> well, my thing is, what? What if? What if Greg and I really were gay in real life, and they don't know it? And then it's like right? they're like, "You're gay." It's like, yes. And Hell you're yeah. Heterose- and you're heterosexual. I can do it too. Grass yeah, right. green. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> "Hey, you like men?" Like, okay. <laughs> like moving on now. But oh, it's funny. I actually just to be an a hole because I just delete. I was like, whatever. But I re- also reported him, <laughs> and TikTok got back to me and was like, "Yeah, we took care of it." Like. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I was a I was a TikTok Karen for the day. Uh, <laughs> Spoke to their manager. Exactly. But there are reports that The Undertaker has asked to work with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. There is no word yet uh, if it was discussed internally. Well, uh, yeah, that would have uh, been uh, interesting. Yeah. In the words of uh, the Impractical Jokers. <laughs> yeah, um, about that. Yeah, so that that didn't happen. Uh, something a little better happened for Daniel Bryan, I think. So, I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so about the Undertaker. That uh, <laughs> things went in the opposite direction for you, bud. And imagine yeah. if Daniel Bryan broke the streak. Oh my gosh, uh, there might actually like not be so much hate towards that one because people love Daniel Bryan. <laughs> when yeah. Lesnar did it, it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could have waited to rest me at 33 and now Roman do but I would have loved that. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, Not after uh, that match. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That would have been a wet fart of a streak ender. <laughs> yeah, I was like, of course Roman won this one. He basically, like, it, you, I never ever say this, but he dragged the Undertaker through that match. <laughs> Tried to. Like, I'm like, good lord, man. That's, that's like they were going to boo Roman anyway. But it's I loved like, on that the... Was, uh, the 24 documented that you can see him take her apologizing for how bad he was. It's like, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Yep. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, Hey, take her. I love you, man. But, uh, maybe take a step back. Everybody's <laughs> got a bad match. Give me a break. So, well, some every, of them just every, happen to be in the main event of a WrestleMania. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's got a bad match and everybody also, um, ages. I know yeah. he's supposed to be an undead zombie wizard, but you know, it's no, like, no, man, you all my want to tell Billy Gunn and Dustin Rose, Rey Mysterio, that aging thing. Because they yeah, refuse well, to do it. <laughs> yeah, something something happened with them. They found that. Well, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio does have that famous outfit where he dressed up like Batman. So uh, maybe he found that Lazarus pit, man. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So there you go. And uh, and and Billy doesn't age because he has the power of ass and scissoring. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> That's all you need, folks. Ass and scissoring. <laughs> exactly. And those go ass scissoring. So <laughs> what other kind of scissoring is there? <laughs> Uh, the kind that Arne Anderson does. Oh, <laughs> wow. Good oh. Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Going to hell for that one. It's, oh, it's man. okay. All right. It's okay. That's not it's what fine. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> ish. <laughs> He's okay ish. Yeah, well, half the brain you do, but oh, just a he's from Arkansas, so he's kind of okay. Yeah, he's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have any listeners from Arkansas, so I'm safe. Well, not anymore. Uh, Jim yeah, Bob just turned this thing off. <laughs> yeah. Barely hung on after the AWF slander. I'm going back to play softball and watch the Razorbacks. That's all they do down there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Sell farm equipment. Anyway. Little Rock's a fine town. Anyways. <laughs> uh, speaking of down south, Jake the Snake Roberts is said to be a lock for the 2014 WWE Hall of Fame. Also rumored okay. for a possible. Uh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought that was one. 
uh, also rumored for a possible induction for the 2014 Hall of Fame, is the ultimate warrior. Yeah, well, you know what I say to that. That is correct. (laughs) So, there you go. Uh, It's Hey, you know what? Dave doesn't get them all wrong. He gets the ones right that, like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. It's like, oh, yeah, you got that right. Well, I I mean, after a while, you're bound to... You throw enough stuff at the wall. Something's going to stick. Yeah, right. Uh, How old are these guys? All right, they'll go in. You know, Greg and I were supposed to go to this WrestleMania, and I can't remember why something happened and we just didn't go. Oddly enough, the one we did go to was the next one in New Orleans. So I always <laughs> right. found that funny. So, so we got our New Orleans trip in either way. Uh, and I think the I think the one we went to was better than 30, actually. Uh, we just don't have any memory of, uh, uh, you know, seeing the Ultimate Warrior before he died. So there's that. Right before he died. Um, yeah, that's effing nuts, man. How many times can you say a guy delivered his own eulogy? Yeah, that's insane, dude. It's almost like he went out. He want how he wanted to go out. You have to respect that. Yeah, right. Ugh. Well, we got to get into uh, <clears throat> the other company in North America here to close things out. So on December uh, December second, twenty thirteen's taping of Impact Wrestling, which aired on January second, uh, twenty four. Wow! So they taped it a month in advance. Cool. They do that to this day, actually. Well, nowadays it's like, who cares? You're in a like, you're in front of like ten people. Yeah, <laughs> it's like twenty five, you jerk. Oh, yeah, my bad. Hanging uh, from the rafters. The rafter. <laughs> the, that same one that AJ Styles dangled off of on top of the cage. Exactly. But anyway. Uh, It aired on January 2nd, 2014. AJ Styles returned to TNA with the championship to confront Dixie Carter and Magnus, who won a tournament to crown the new TNA World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, With Styles... Oh, God, that match sucked. (laughs) Him and Jeff Hardy, that's right. I don't remember that. So was this Uh, another... Was that Dixie Deathmatch or something like that? God. (laughs) Something like that. Dixie (laughs) Rules or some Uh, crap like that. This whole whole era of TNA was just a big bull of nonsense yeah it was a dude i loved magnus i was so excited for him to be champion and then all of his matches were a vince russo special where every single match ended with five thousand run-ins uh somebody taking a big unnecessary bump on a hard surface you know all about that kyle uh and then uh (laughs) and uh you know weapons getting involved dixie carter was usually there somewhere it's like dude just have an effing match man can't bro, it's wrestling. Nobody wants to see wrestling, bro. Oh, Magnus can actually wrestle. Nobody cares, bro. Oh, he's <laughs> British. How do I identify with that, bro? <sighs> Good lord. Anyway, it really was, uh, really was their 2000 WCW era TNA, like yeah. the mid 2000s. AJ Styles' return and the Aces and Eights thing were the only things that I really gave a damn about at this time. I don't know if that's a popular opinion about Aces and Eights, but. I know it got silly, went off the rails after a while, but I, I dug it. Yeah. For a while. It started hot as hell. Hot as hell. Yeah. Uh, just the people they started adding, it was like they took off their mask and it's like, oh. Well, it would be like Garrett. people that were like feuding against the Aces of Eights yeah. for like months and then, be, oh, no, now you're a part of it. Yeah, and right. West Frisco and Garrett Bischoff once. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> the, Garrett Bisch- the Garrett Bischoff and West Frisco reveals, like, ooh. And D'Lo Brown, Shocked man. Out. Yeah, and, and, all right, uh, D'Lo Brown's that that, that was cool. 
Yeah. Dilo Brown uh, has drawn several times. Yeah, just not in TNA. Hey, you know. <laughs> then again, not many people have drawn dimes in TNA, so there's no. that. Uh, but I mean, AJ Styles around this time uh, was you know, it was different, so I was I was willing to give it a shot. Uh, he's literally got a foot out the door, dude. Yeah, but wasn't this his? Uh, was this a thing? Because maybe you remember, Greg. Did he win the title and leave, and then they crowned a new champion? He comes back, and they have a title versus title thing. I don't think so. Okay, I don't so think he was he champion just stripped of the title. I don't think he ever had it. At the, when well, he left, I said, it. I said he. Uh, so AJ Styles returned to TNA with his championship, to, and then, but then oh, they so said, this, this, Mag- "This is the one. This is the one where he had it, and then returned." Yeah, yeah. he was in New Japan or Ring of Honor, I believe, and he was still the champion. Something like that. I think it was a Punk oh, Johnson you know. thing, if I remember correctly. <sighs> Good lord! Something like oh, that. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I was tuned out of TNA at this point. Like I really was. Yeah. Uh, Styles challenged Magnus to a title unification match on next week's episode of Impact Wrestling, which Magnus accepted on the December 5th taping of Impact Wrestling, which aired on tape delay on January 9th. Mother of God. Uh, Magnus won to unify both titles. So, okay. So, yeah, they both had a belt. Yeah, I think uh, it was a Punk Cena style thing, so. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, how how original of them. You know, not three years too late or anything. But <laughs> what about say? It's like pretty recently after so it's like oh yeah we'll just do it i think it's long enough for them for people to forget yeah right uh good lord around the time they had eric young win the world title because he has a beard and he's an underdog and he's little yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) or like i like the i like the kevin owens yep 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 (laughs) they have t-shirts i do want to make it clear though i like eric young but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> just like I felt like it's, it's like the thing where he got introduced to replace uh, Scott Hall. It's like it yeah. went over like a wet fart. Like, who gave In a church. Damn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but check this out. Magnus won to unify the titles after interference from eight other wrestlers on Magnus's behalf. And Bro. Sting. <laughs> and Sting interfering on Styles's behalf. In what would be Styles' final match in TNA? My God, what a, you want to talk about going out with a uh, wet fart underwater, man? It just good lord. God, Is there any hey, other kind of fart to have underwater? Yeah, that's the maybe. That's the beat kind, I believe, right? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that was a hot. pool clearer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, here's here's a parting gift for you, AJ. We're gonna just completely f you over. Bring in half the roster for this BS match. Probably didn't pay him for it either. I'm not saying this is, gonna, this is okay, <laughs> but like he's kind of untouchable. No matter what they did, though, it wasn't going to matter. It was not like anybody was watching, anyways. Yeah, well, they that never. Too. That too. Yes. They never valued him. I felt like he was the Ric Flair of of TNA, where it was like, like Ric Flair was like the MVP for a lot of WCW, but they never treated him that way. It was just like, crap. Who do we put the belt on? Ah, let's go with Flair again. Yeah. Same with Styles. It's like, uh, just ah, put the damn belt on Styles again. Whatever. Part of, part of me thinks that Styles' debut on Raw when he came out and said, "This is where I should have been all along," was kind of a shoot. <laughs> I mean, AJ yeah. did do a lot of good stuff like early on in TNA. Like, oh yeah, oh five, oh six. He is TNA to me to this day. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. yeah. And to play and to play devil's advocate, I don't think they would have used him like as a top guy or even close no to any level in WWE until he came. 
So I think he needed TNA, oddly enough. But I think AJ's yeah. career has gone the way it should have. I right. mean, his, his run now in WWE is almost as long as his TNA run. Well, maybe not that's almost, crazy. but I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. long. Yeah, he went from, what, 2002 to 2014. That's 12 years since 2016. Six years, so, he's, so he's crossing nine. Yeah, but yes, yeah, you're right. He'll be there for a few more years, probably. Yeah, right, yeah. at least two more. I think he signed that three-year deal a couple years ago, so. Right. Well, it was reported on he's December got buddy, that... He's got no reason to want to leave. Yeah, he's chilling. Right. Uh, on December 8th, it was reported that contract negotiations between Styles and TNA had broken down and that Styles would be leaving the promotion, becoming a free agent effective December 17th and ending his nearly 12-year association with the company. Uh, according to Styles, he left the promotion since they made him an offer which reduced his salary by by about 60%. Oh, hell no. I would have gone to. They gave him a more than half. Like, they cut his pay... More than in half. Like, what? And the reason is... Gotta pay Magnus, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, we gotta have more cap room for more I, WWE crap, bro. I love Magnus, but hell no. No, he's not... No. I like no. Nick Aldis. I didn't like Magnus. See, I, mean, I, I didn't watch Nick Aldis stuff, so I have the opposite. Say I love Magnus. And I, don't, I, I, was, I, like, I do think Nick Aldis is going to be showing up in the Royal Rumble next month, though. I believe that. So I think we'll so, too. Oh, man, yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know, man. NWA really showed him by suspending him after he quit. <laughs> so uh, you should cover some so NWA shows. I don't even know where to effing start. Oh, good Lord. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> I tune in. But following his departure from TNA, Styles would begin taking independent bookings for the first time in two years, accepting as many dates as possible and more regularly. During his second run on the independent circuit, he competed in various countries around the world and even defeated Roderick Strong at his return match on the January 4th, 2014 taping of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Oh, man, I thought that was a classic. Oh, yeah. Roderick was I mean, not that he's not now, but that was, that was, that was fantastic. Then yeah, Roddy was like really like he's never been like good on the mic, but he had like a really fun no. character at that point. Like he was just right. kind of a, an a-hole. That's why I liked his pairing with Truth Martini. That was great. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah he wasn't I, I good actually, enough to be the, uh, what was that called? The uh, uh, the crown, crown jewel. jewel. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't good enough for that, though. That no, that was Necro Butcher. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, I actually saw AJ live in Ring of Honor in, yeah, Dayton. Uh, he <laughs> took on Chris Hero. Wow. It was, it was awesome. actually a really good match. Yeah, Chris Hero from Dayton, right? Uh, yes. I think I think he put AJ over in the match too. Oh so. no! <laughs> I just watched because um, I'm rewatching a bunch of European wrestling from kind of this era, and I just watched uh, AJ versus Tommy End in Germany, aka Malachi Black, oh, which is right. a banger. I'll bet. Yeah, man, that's the 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 way things have changed and where people are now, man. It's nuts. Sheesh. Uh, but last story I got here, uh, somebody else leaving in 2013, Jeff Jarrett and country star Toby Keith tried to buy TNA. <laughs> so that's a real oh, sentence. Considering yeah. they were on the very first show together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but it's also weird. Oh, like, boot in your ass. Or I'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to be coming to, 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 uh, Toby for, for like, uh, finishes or like, uh, 
yeah, do you, you got any suggestions? He's like, yeah, put a boot in their ass. The American way. <laughs> Couldn't be any worse than what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Keep in mind, you know, I mean, all jokes aside, you know who owns the NWA, right? So it's not out of the realm possibility for a musician yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's true. But either way, uh, when both met with Bob Carter, the father of Dixie, he demanded that he demanded that his daughter Dixie remain in the company as an on-screen president. Oh, God. Uh, Jarrett and Keith decided to create their own company instead. (laughs) So they they didn't want Dixie Carter even on TV. They're just like, get the F out. (laughs) I can't blame them. No, not totally. But either way, on December 22nd, 2013, Jarrett resigned from TNA Entertainment. Uh, Jarrett remained an investor in TNA Wrestling after his resignation came into effect on January 6th, 2014. Man, so AJ and Jeff Jarrett both left, like, similar That's time periods. crazy. Those are two of the Mount Rushmore guys yeah. there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they were like, bang, bang. Samoa Joe, not too long after, I don't think. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, and, and Jarrett was, I mean, he was kind of in and out, but he was like the founder of the company. Yeah. Uh, but he would go off to do GFW and then kind of merge with Impact for like not even a whole year. I don't even think it was a half a year, dude. Yeah. That was awful. They had like 12 titles on the show because he had like all the GFW titles and fast forward to 2022. We are seeing it on Wednesday. <laughs> Same thing. That's insane. I didn't even think about that either. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> yeah. He, 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 I, to the point where Jeff Jarrett's on TV. It's all the same. Yeah, right. Talk about full circle. <laughs> Good grief. <sighs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, music stars on, on TV, at least you don't have to worry about Toby Keith dropping the F-bomb on you multiple times. <laughs> Toby Keith probably would have been better than Rick Ross, to be fair. But... Probably. <laughs> I don't know. What talking about Rick Ross was amazing. <laughs> that was the greatest segment yeah. in the history of, of, of Dynamite. <laughs> I want Rick Ross to commentate the entire show. Uh, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it, but I heard the You need to see from, that segment, dude. You need to watch that segment. Well, I heard it is like historically bad, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I it's like so bad. You, and then I, I, I heard the recap from uh, Jim Cornette after you described it to me, and I'm like, my God. <laughs> I guess that big MFer, by the way, the tattooed guy is like a former like minor league baseball player or something. Yeah. Signed. Yeah. Like what the? F- Why do they yeah. keep doing that? <laughs> They're baseball. like, oh I, I my would not God, have guessed minor guy. league. I mean, he look, he has a if good look. Had, if you had told me he was like a hockey dude or something, I'd have no problem believing you. But I'm not going to buy baseball. Ugh. I thought yeah. he was just some goon from an alley somewhere. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and it's he's after got more they just that uh, with that. Rep, with the, Takeshi um, Six Nine. Yeah, yeah, he's got more tattoos than that. Boy. He's like a uh, the evolved version of him, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, and and the thing is, it was in the same segment with Parker Boudreaux. Yeah, Ugh. So, like it's like uh, we got these two big tattooed up white boys watching Swerve's back. Cool, I guess. I don't. And is Rick Ross going to be there multiple times? From that promo, it sounds like it, but yeah. Yeah, I think like, he's going to be uh, the boss of the faction. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Cause, well, because if there's one thing that, you know, we need on our TV every Wednesday night is Rick Ross. <laughs> he's the young legend. <laughs> How 2012 of them. 
I mean, I've been saying I want more swerve, but this is not how I wanted it. <sighs> yeah, I like uh, I like how he had the nerve to look at Keith Lee and was like, oh, you're a big MFer. It's like, <laughs> oh, he isn't uh, wrong. Uh, he's, well, no, he's not wrong, but it's like, Rick, you should wear a bra. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. Is that going to be a t-shirt? You a big MFer? <laughs> they need to market it. I bet you, I, back I bet you it is already. Yeah. Oh, hey, at least by the time this drops, it is. Don't give my ideas. Yeah. From the, hey, from the fine they had to pay, I, I guarantee you to the FCC, they need to make some of that cash back with a, <laughs> with a t shirt. <sighs> Support us because Rick Ross is uh, uh, spending Tony's money more than his football team is. Okay. Anyway. Hey, his team's actually kind of winning. They may be playoff bound. By the time this airs, they might be in. So. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I Like I said, I, I don't foresee it happening i'm not predicting it happening but i would laugh my ass off if the jags got to the super bowl after all the crap that happened yeah, they're not be- they're not beating the chiefs or the bills trust me so you can hold your laughter no like there's no like, way in yeah. hell. oh <laughs> uh, like i say i yeah i don't uh, that would that would be like a and like even a if WTF so moment but even if so the eagles or niners would be sitting there waiting with like forks and knives waiting to eat them so yeah <laughs> i'm the same way with the panthers man yeah four and nine about to go to the playoffs that's insane, too. That's a great story. That's one of my favorite Good stories in all sports this year. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it really is. And how South bad is, is a your division? Fire. Well, I was going to say, I can't really say anything because uh, the AFC North had that a couple of times where it's like, which one of us sucks the least? You got to go to the playoffs. Try yeah, playing in an division with the Chiefs, by the way. See how you feel then. <laughs> Juice. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Kermit the Frog's about to come in and whoop that ass. So, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> But all right, uh, let's wrap this up and get into the show at hand. It's New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 8 right after this next break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me. Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg... He told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. 
The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 8 took place January 4th, 2014. This was years before they started splitting it into two and three effing days, you know, when it got just ridiculous. Real quick, fast forward to uh, now. Didn't you say it was like a week apart this year? Three weeks. Huh. Like, n- night one is the fourth. Night two is Saturday the 21st. So Too a week much. before the Rumble. What uh, the f***? Just be different Dude, events at that point. Yeah. It's like, who's going to give a damn by that point? It's like, really? Like, just call it something else, man. I I wonder if it's still going to be in the Tokyo Dome, though. But either way, uh, this one is take place in the Tokyo Dome, Tokyo, Japan. The attendance was 35,000. Uh, I cannot find pay-per-view buy rates for this thing. They don't make them publicly available. And is it uh, on pay-per-view? It is. I just thought I mean, well, mm, well, back in the day, it was on pay-per-view or whatever. I don't know. They yeah, had, it, they had it was, numbers for it was pay-per-view back then. Right. Yeah. Now it's on New Japan World, isn't it? Like you just order it I on there. I think I don't know if it's live on New Japan World. I think it might be on Fight or BR Live or one of those. Oh, still? Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything it's about it. It's live, pal. <laughs> yeah, so that uh I, I I think Meltzer does have the numbers, but you gotta subscribe to his newsletter and I'm not effing doing that. Uh-huh. So I I honestly considered it a couple of times. I'm like, eh, I mean, I can pay for like a month, but I'm like, nah, I'm good. How is that thing not leaked <laughs> somewhere every week or whatever? Launches. Uh, it, he allows certain people to leak like really old, like uh, you can find between usually '88 and 2002. Uh, like yeah, and it's but not, like how does like 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 say it came out today? How does today is not somewhere on the internet? Like. You tell me yeah. it's easier to get like a someone's album or a movie illegally on the internet, but you can't get Dave Meltzer's little newsletter. I don't understand that. He has got, to have something that's got loyal followers that don't want to spread his is his value. Oh, well, I was going to say he's. Not, you got to think it's not just him, but he's also got the his. Uh, you know, Uncle Dave's got his nephews out there. Uh, you know, reporting back to him. It's like, well, actually, I saw your newsletter leaked on Reddit. <laughs> that's not what I sound like. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so I had to use Google Translate to know who some of these people were, like the bands and stuff. Because uh, oh, okay. everything is in Japanese. But the show opens with a traditional Japanese flute band named uh Shuchi Hidan- Hidano Super Taiko Band. I mean, that's that's my top five uh, flute bands of all time, personally. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're in the fave five. I mean, they're, they're on my workout playlist. So yeah, that. Uh, did it? By the way, did either one of you happen to watch the dark match, or did you just skip it? I watched it. I watched uh, it. Oh, see, I skipped right past it because I was like, God, you didn't miss anything. Game. You didn't miss crap. Trust me. Well, I know there was somebody. Uh, somebody there was like, what was it New Japan Man or something like some doing a superhero game? Captain New Japan. That was it. Mother of God. Yeah. Okay. The... <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was Curry Man at first. Yeah, it was an eight man tag. Uh, he's a I hot know. Spice. Shocker. Oh. 
<laughs> it was it was eight minutes and eleven seconds long. It was Bushi, Captain New Japan, uh, Hiroshi Tenzan or Hiroshi Tenzan, and Tomoki Hanma. So I just call him Hanma, whatever. Oh yeah, you say it with a Japanese accent and it'll sound right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm just trying not to get canceled by <laughs> doing yeah. that I was gonna, what I was thinking of. But. <laughs> Either way, they defeated the team of Jushin Thunder Liger, Nakanishi, and uh, Super Strong Machine, and some guy named Yohai Komatsu. It's Yohei. Uh, and why was Yohei. Jushin Thunder Liger on the dark match? What the hell? Yeah. When you've got uh, Tenzan and Liger on your dark sh- uh, your dark match something's wrong man gotta make room for bad luck folly man oh god okay he's oh my god you're right yeah uh, it took me a minute i had to hover over his name it's it's yo from uh rapongi three the th- 3k oh yeah whatever yeah I, di- I did not know who that was oh i, was I didn't like, know that's oh because yeah, there were a few this match was like a bunch of old guys and a bunch of young boys so i was like it, it was a very jarring right. way to start my viewing experience I didn't know who yeah. most of these or like half of these guys were. The last I, I knew, don't know how I know years. Bushi, Liger, and uh and Tenzan. That's it. <laughs> I know Hanma because he was another one of the Japanese wrestlers who does shoot effing headbutts and effed himself uh, up and he had to be on the shelf forever. And it like there was a, a worry there for a while that he wasn't gonna make it. And I like I don't want to minimize that, but it's like <laughs> use your head as a weapon, as a shoot. He's, He's not the guy that took the brain out of his head, right? And fixed it. But Meltzer said. God. <laughs> that, nice. was, that was uh, uh, Shibata, who's on the show. Speaking of brain injuries. Yeah. Did you hear that, Kyle? Or, uh, Uncle Dave claimed they took his brain out of his head <laughs> to when they were this doing surgery. Real. You laugh. This is 100% real. My hand on a Bible. <laughs> it's printed. Because <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> hey, just take it out. Yeah, throw in a new one. Bang, yeah, bang, dust boom. It off. Yeah, blow into yeah. it. Yeah, like, oh, it's a little dusty. <laughs> Good lord. That's like, that's rough. He swears by that, by the way. It's like, he was shut there. up, Dave. He did yeah. it. Yeah, he saw it. He was in the operating so room. It's, so it's Dr. 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 Meltzer. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey you, you know, he, uh, he owed his brain. You know, he, you know his, he, his, it took out his head, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, 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 well, you know, it's, uh, it like, well, you know, it's, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what Kyle sp- sound like just there? He sounded like that one guy in the water boy. But yeah, no, if anybody, and everybody gets the joke, cause I see it on message boards too. Like if you ever listen to Dave talk, it's just him like trying to figure out what the F he's saying for like five minutes. He's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, dude, spit it out. It's like Charles Barkley, dude. Like, what's going on in his brain? What's coming out of his mouth? They're not in sync, you know? It's like different things going on. Oh, man, you knucklehead. That's terrible. (laughs) How dare you say that about Charles Barkley? You know, we're playing basketball. You throw the ball in the hoop. It's a circle. You know, like Krispy Kreme donut, man. You know. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know, uh, speaking of balls, you know, sometimes donuts come in the form of balls, man. They're called donut holes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, getting into the actual first match. Ah, oh, God. It is the Young Bucks, Mac, Matt and Nick Jackson, defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles against the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida, Suzuki Goon of uh, Takamishinoku and Tai Chi, and Chaos of Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero. Hell of a combo. <laughs> it is a four way tag match. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, this goes for ten and a half minutes. Japan loves them some uh, factions, man. Although, after it was like what seven? No, it was way more than that because they were back uh, this uh, back here. I don't know. I, I, actually, I think it was about seven years. They said uh, Suzuki Goon finally broke up just now. Yeah, everybody was ago. like. Yeah, everybody was shocked about it, and Zack Sabre Jr. was tweeting that he was he's been in Suzuki Goon forever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, like it's nuts. Uh, I think chaos is still a thing where it's like, why? <laughs> like, yeah, factions in New Japan big... kind of just passively in the background a lot of times. Like, it's not like a thing, right? Almost like well, they chaos... just all... almost just like literally, yeah, yeah. Chaos is literally just uh. Okada and his baby face like friends that they just like, yeah. like oh, we're kind of in a faction. We're we're in tag matches together on occasion. So there's that. Right. <laughs> but anyway, unshockingly, the Bucks jumpstart this match and kick everyone out of the ring. I'm there already a lot of goofy sp- <laughs> They interrupted goofy the spots uh, in this one. What was it? The Russian national anthem? Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh, Russia man. number one, America Hakthui. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, wrong guy. Uh but there are a lot of goofy spots in this one. Uh, I thought it was entertaining, though. In the end, the Bucks pin Tai Chi with more bang for your buck to retain the tag titles. I think that's the first time I've seen them pin anybody off of that move. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I actually gave it an even three. Greg, what you got? I actually gave it three as well. I did like it, but I could have do with all this without all the super kicks. But, you know. Oh, pff, it's the oh, Bucks. Man. Yeah, right. 2014 you Young Bucks. Up? Yeah, it it was good. I'll I'll throw it. (laughs) I'll I'll throw three stars at it. It was, you know, it was a silly spot fest. I don't think it took itself too seriously. Everybody doing their dives and you got eight guys in there and it it, it felt very like, yeah, it felt very like formulaic. It it was like, like towards the end, everybody was doing their double team finishers. It's like I I could like guess what Mm -hmm. was happening one after the other. And of course, the Bucks are the last to do their double team finisher and they get the win. So. It was pretty formulaic, you know, super kicks and Taka's the, the one spot that annoyed me about this uh, match is Taka Michinoku. He he did this convoluted dive where everybody was on the outside. Yeah. Taka like stomps. <laughs> he's like getting the crowd into it. He hits the opposite rope. He goes to jump. He stops, hops over the rope, <laughs> lands on the apron. And then he does a moonsault off the second rope. It's like, oh, dude, you took 12. You took a sitcom episode to do that dive. <laughs> Like everybody could have seen, but like I said, it was just a spot fest for the sake of being spot fest, and it was fine for what it was. Yeah, well, you are, you gotta get the Gaga in. Ah, everybody <laughs> loves the more Gaga. Lots of Gaga. Yeah, all throughout the show. Well, the Bullet Club gets a pretty cool entrance for the next match. Tomatonga comes out onto the stage and does the haka before uh, Anderson and Gallows come out wearing camo and have war face paint on. Gallows has a giant ass bazooka. He turns and shoot. He like pretends like he shot it off at the uh, at the Tron and they make a sound effect like it blew up. I, I thought pretty, it was pretty cool. That was badass. Yeah, I like it. They, they do goofy ass stuff like that in Japan. I, I, I dig it. But uh, the killer elite squad then comes out dressed like bikers riding motor trikes. So, you know, they didn't want to tip over. <laughs> It's like, oh, man, you couldn't even get motorcycles like you just you got trikes like, I mean, whatever. You're still tougher than I am, but okay, more stability, brother. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, We don't want to go ass over tea kettle. Come on now. 
But this one is the Killer Elite Squad of Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith Jr. defending the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles against the Bullet Club, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson with Tama Tonga in their corner. This goes about ten and a half minutes. Tama gets involved and pulled into the ring, but Anderson and Gallows save him. In the end, Archer hits the blackout on the, I, I don't know. Is that what he called it? The blackout? I think so. Like, I think so. Flip, yeah, I thought so. Uh, he hits the blackout on Anderson for a near fall. The uh, Killer Elite Squad puts Tama Tonga or pulls him into the ring and hit their double team move on him. I I don't know what the hell it was. Uh, and I don't speak Japanese, so I you know, the, the magic commentary killer? wasn't helping me out. No, they hit that where one of them does a power bomb and the other one's got him in like a full Nelson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the F that is, but it it's a thing. Uh, in the end, the Bullet Club finally hits the magic killer on Archer to get the pinfall win and win the tag team titles. Uncle Dave gave it three stars. I gave it two and a half for average. Uh, Kyle, what say you this time? Yeah, probably two stars for me. This kind of just felt like a showcase for the Bullet Club. I feel like Davey Boy yeah. was like such a non-factor here, <laughs> and it felt like Lance right. Archer hasn't, hadn't felt found that next gear. Like he felt, he felt like Lance Hoyt here. He didn't feel like Lance Archer. And right. um, I feel like the bad, like the entrance for the Good Brothers was probably like the highlight of this whole thing, but it, it was fine <laughs> for what it was, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, what say you, Greg? Gave it the deuce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, hard to argue with that. I mean, yeah. it's just fine. I, I felt like, like at a point, though, it was a chore to watch this. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Like, I felt like they just wanted to get the titles. On Gallows and Anderson. I did like, notice eh, that the crowd likes Carl Anderson more than anybody else in this match, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, he was oh, clearly the one. Yep. He was pretty hot at this. He was, he was like two years before this, he was in the finals of the G1. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And everybody was like freaking out over him. They're like, oh my God, he's, you know, he's uh, in the finals of the G1. And he, you know, he could do this thing. And it's like, eh. uh, <laughs> it's like, he still brings so. it up in every promo. <laughs> of course. Well, uh, that and his hot Asian wife, <laughs> but uh, well, all he's with her anymore, so I don't think he does it anymore. He'll find another Asian wife. Yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. Oh, he, yeah, he still makes uh, trips to Japan, so he can find another hashtag. He's hot friends Asian with wife. Kenny Omega. He's probably got a hookup. It's fine. <laughs> well, Kenny Omega has a hookup to the ones that look like Japanese schoolgirls. So if you're into that sort of thing, yeah, that's not creepy. Yeah, don't yeah, actually for... try it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, screw you! I watch a lot of anime. There you go. F and weeb, but. <laughs> Uh, so before the next match, Harley Race, using a cane, climbs into the ring to greet the fans. After uh, Kojima's entrance, NWA ring announcer Bruce Tharp gets into the, into the ring to introduce NWA world champion Rob Effing Conway. Just look at me. Just look at him. Look <laughs> at eyes can see. Look at those effing abs. God dang it. But, uh, God dang it. Look at him. Uh, I want to hear Vince how McMahon is he do not like more, his theme. I was like, how is he not more of a thing, by the way, looking at him? He sucks. Yeah, right? Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that he's, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he sucks. I would say he's aggressively average. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. There's like, it's like he's a dude. But he, he, looks I, like, he looks like the most jacked guy at a barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> like right. That's what, that's what Dana White used to say about Kimbo Slice. He's the toughest dude at the barbecue. <laughs> Nothing. Else. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Well, 
I feel like they were trying to come up with a with a solo gimmick for him in WWE, and they asked Vince, they're like, uh, well, what do you what do you think? And he's like, well, God dang it, look at him. And they're like, that's a song. We got it. <laughs> Take that recording. Make it an entrance song. Yeah. He's not just Conway. He's the con man. <laughs> God. Yeah. How do they not put a suit on him? Make him like a like a business guy as a con man. Like, seriously. Right. No, they just made him like oh. uh, like an 80s failed porn star or something. <laughs> Good grief. But this NWA title look almost looks like the short lived WCW world title design from the early nineties when the NWA was still using the big gold belt. So then they switched that up. Bruce Tharp gets in Harley races face and Harley punches him at 100 years old with a cane. He's probably still packing a hell of a punch. So I wouldn't want to F with him, but uh, obviously he's not a hundred years old. Don't F and at me, (laughs) but Anyway, up next is Rob Conway with some guy named Jax Dane in his corner. Uh, he's defending the NWA World's Heavyweight title against Satoshi Kojima with Hiroyoshi Tenzan in his corner. Uh, this goes about eight and a half minutes. Yes, the NWA World title match at Wrestle Kingdom, eight and a half minutes. But, god dang it, look who's in it. So, Jax Dane tries choking Kojima out behind the referee's back at one point. So, Tenzan takes him out. Kojima escapes an ego tripped attempt before hitting a big lariat to win the title and the crowd went mild. Well, no, I mean, they, they like Kojima, but just who gives a damn uncle Dave gave it two stars. They gave it two and a half. It was average. What say you, Greg deuce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not much more to say about it from there. Uh, what'd you say, Kyle? Yeah, it was, it was there. It cracked me up because I, I watched this on New Japan World because I have a subscription uh-huh. and they cut out a lot of the entrances and a lot of the celebrations because of the music. So it made me laugh. Yeah, because it was dead silent. <laughs> Koji Kojima won and then it just cut right away after like this, like the second the three count hit. It was like, all right, next match. I was like, OK, very abrupt. Yeah, I wasn't mad about it. Right. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know this. Uh, yeah, Kojima and Tenzan are in a team called was it, was it Tenkozy? I think is the name uh, of the team. Yeah, I, yeah, big big burly MFers <laughs> that can uh, that pack a hell of a punch. So here you go. I'm looking this up real quick. This Jack Stain guy was apparently an Impact for a while, and he teamed with. Uh, do you remember Crimson? Oh yes. yeah, I he think with him. I think Jack Stain wrestles in NWA today. It, yeah, it says, oh. pre- it, says to pre- it says 2020 to present. NBA, I yeah. think him and Crimson are still a team, if I'm correct. Or maybe they're feuding the, against uh, each other. The name of this team was the uh, Veterans of War, at least in Impact. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Jack, Jack Stane isn't, hey. but. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I literally had to look it up. I'm like, who is this big tattooed MFer? I like, and why should I give a damn? Uh, well, the is answer he a minor is league baseball player? oh good lord just a Uh, team full of them yeah right uh no he he's the literal forgotten son it's the prison (laughs) team isn't it (laughs) uh well bruce tharp goes absolutely ballistic over the at the commentary table it's kind of funny uh satoshi kojima then goes to pose with harley harley race and the 10 pounds of gold uh it was the gloomed domed globe nwa title uh, so apparently he didn't want that other one. He wanted the real NWA title. Damn it. Who wouldn't? Yeah, right. That other one was kind of 
you want to talk about average looking, it was like, okay. But uh, yeah, so there was that. But we now see a promo of uh, Kazushi, uh, uh, yeah, Kazushi Sakuraba and Yuji Nagata becoming friends before we get a brief history of of the badasses in the Gracie family. And man, do they put the Gracie family over strong. Uh, I realize that's about oh as over God. as anything this match is going to be. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> right. I realize the Gracie family are like gods over in Japan, but damn. Uh, Sakuraba and Nagata use some really weird training techniques to prepare to take on the Gracies. I just, people need to, like, this video is effing weird. So, but for their entrances, Sakuraba runs out in a machine's mask. Like, if anybody doesn't know, it's like the super strong machine and all them. They have, like, similar masks. And he's followed by a bunch of children wearing, like, similar masks. Uh, Nagata. Nagata then comes out in uh, a similar mask as well. They all do a weird-ass salute. I I don't know what is going on here. And then they all jog in a single-file line to the ring, and then the kids leave, and the men take their masks off. What? Man, out of context, this sounds awful. This looked like... It looked like um, everyone running to support a dictator, you know? (laughs) (laughs) To me, this Uh... looked like a rejected episode of, uh, like, Power Rangers. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, what is going on? But, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom, know. brother. Ja- Spectacle. I don't Japanese, bro. <laughs> well, if you thought that was bad, wait till we get to the match. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Gracies come out in a as a big family with Hoist leading the way to the ring. Uh, that was Hoist, right? Yeah. In, in the front? Okay. <sighs> well, this match is Kazushi Sakuraba and Yuji Nagata taking on... Is it Holes, Gracie? Holes? I don't know how to pronounce that. Is it not Rolls? Is, well, well, R's never pronounced, but the okay, R was yeah. like H. Right. So that's what, is it Holes? I think it's Holes. Say Holes. It's Holes. God. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's name is F and Holes. Good Lord. <sighs> it's Holes and Daniel Gracie. I dare, you, I dare you to laugh in his face for his name being Holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good on that. You can put it in your Holes. <laughs> I'll do it with a megaphone from down the road. Uh, but anyway, this goes just shy of 10 minutes. You know, nine minutes too long. Uh, this uh, seems yeah. very much in the vein of Pancrase, a worked MMA match, which yeah. is not good. Uh, in the end, Daniel dis- gets disqualified for choking out Nagata uh. with his gi. <laughs> <laughs> so we sat through 10 minutes for that. Uncle Dave gives this negative one star. I I gave it one and a half. God dang it, they tried. Uh, what, what do you say, Greg? You said this was them trying? They might want to never try again. This was one. But man, this was terrible, dude. Yeah, it wasn't I good. Was... What do you say, Kyle? <laughs> Seven I stars in Tokyo Dome? I, I didn't really look at this as a match. Maybe that's why didn't hate it it felt like a segment it felt like an akibono versus big show kind of deal yeah so uh i thought that was my bar but uh yeah fun <laughs> f- fun fact uh not only was sakuraba a big deal in mma but nagata had a few mma matches himself he, he did yeah oh and two but to be fair so, his losses were to fedor and uh Krokop, oh so well no, yeah um, no, no yeah. shame in that but uh, uh it was, who'd they it was ever fine. beat <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was it was an interesting spectacle. Uh, I, I kind of enjoyed the fish out of water 
deal here with the Gracies, and it was, it was yeah. a disaster, but it was an entertaining disaster. I thought. Uh, but, did you did you rate it? Uh, I'll give it a star. I guess purely for uh, oh, the commentary. Sorry. The commentary was into it. There, I have a note here. Nagata hits a back suplex, and the commentators ejaculate, and then <laughs> Nagata puts on his arm bar, and then he ejaculates. <laughs> And then, uh, Lord, G1 climax. You know, God, bringing it around. Yeah. That's what you call a callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the Gracies all take turns talking to Sakuraba and Nagata after the match. In I think it's a mixture of Portuguese and Japanese, but I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know what's going on. <laughs> I tried using Google Translate and it told me to go <laughs> myself. So I don't know. Uh, well, I tell you that all the time. But- yeah, right. Well, it seems like the gist of it is that they're challenging uh, Nagata and Sakuraba to a rematch. So Thank God. shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just put, oh, God, no, <laughs> uh, which was Dave's response as well. He was like, please, God, don't do this. But for the next match, Yano and the great Muta are played out by Mickey Yoshino uh, while people in giant dragon outfits dance all over the stage. It was wacky, but not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Adding Yano to this, this very match we're about to talk about, is like dropping a turd in a bowl filled with the greatest punch you've ever drank. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I don't know. Was the saving grace of this match. Yeah, I don't know if uh, our, our listeners know this about me. I am not a fan of Yano. Not even kind of. All right, well, it's been nice talking to you guys. Where's the uh, exit call <laughs> yeah. button here? Yeah how, yeah, how dare I besmirch the good goddamn name of Toro Yano. Well, gotta love Yano and his no-eyebrow-having-ass. <laughs> his his bowl of mashed potatoes-looking body. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty white skin. Saul's been listening God. to the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, this match is Minaro Suzuki and Shelton X who's Chilton Benjamin, if nobody knows. They have uh, Takami Shinoku and Tai Chi in their corner, you know, because they need backup, uh, to take on Toro Yano and the Great Muda in 12 minutes and four seconds. Not a good Muda. <laughs> wow. Uh, this one... <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he's slowed down a little bit by this point, so he's just, he's not the Great Muda anymore. He's just, he's he's the, he's the good Muda. He's the I Muda. I'm looking forward to watching him and Shinsuke. Um, yeah, Shinsuke. That's that'll next week, fun. I believe. Yeah, that'll be something. That'll be a match that I'm, I'm holding out hope that this means he's going to the Hall of Fame next year. So right. Yeah. Have you seen? I mean, have you seen uh, Shinsuke Nakamura have to drag an old man through a match because that's about to happen? <laughs> Probably. Don't get me wrong. I I love Great Muda, but no, he had like he has two dead knees. He just needs to to, to stop. Either way, this one breaks down at one point and everyone brawls outside of the ring. Shelton lays Muda out in the crowd. And while the ref isn't looking, Tai Chi and Taka beat the piss out of Yano with a chair. I was fine with it. Uh, Suzuki Goon keeps getting involved behind the ref's back because the ref has to keep taking weapons from the great Muda. Uh, Bad, bad great Muda. Get back in your corner. Showed him. (laughs) But Shelton... Shelton is in control until Yano rips off the f- turnbuckle pad and Shelton splashes into the steel. 
Buddha ends up using a chair right in front of the referee and doesn't get DQ'd. What the hell are the rules? Uh, the great Tai Chi rules. Yeah. Uh, tai Chi hands Suzuki a chair. Suzuki ducks Muda, and Muda red miss Tai Chi in the face. Uh, Suzuki locks in a rear naked choke, but breaks it when Yano interrupts. Yano gets locked into a rear naked choke now. And then Suzuki breaks it while Muda gets up. Yano ducks, and Muda green miss Suzuki in the face. In the face. This allows Yano to roll Suzuki up for the win, which brought me great sadness. Uncle Dave gave it a, a star and a quarter. I thought it was average, though. I gave it two and a half. Let's say you. Great. Uh, let's go with Kyle this time. Yeah, it was fine. It, you know, it was Yano being Yano. Suzuki, or uh, Great Muda kind of just playing the hits. Got the elbow, right. the mist, <laughs> the shining wizard. It's a fun little spotlight yeah. for Shelton Benjamin, though. Just celebrated tw- 20 years in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it, was, it was whatever. It was fine. Uh, what about you, Greg? I gave it two. My only note was, why couldn't this just be Shelton and Great Muda? But... <laughs> yeah. 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 So. I will say this. Yeah, Yano's always going to do goofy Yano crap. However, in this one, I thought he was like slightly less goofy. He was tolerable. So it is what it is. Two people got two different colors of mist in their face. So that's cool. Uh, what, what, so, what does uh, what, what does red mist mean? Uh, I I found something one time that explained the different colors. Like I know I know black mist blinds you. Right, red mist is just supposed to burn. Uh, green mist is like supposed to just like disorient you or whatever. Uh, and then uh, at one point he had like a yellow mist or something like a. I think it was yellow or blue or whatever. It was supposed to be poisonous. I don't effing know. Love it. Or maybe that. It was either for him or for Tajiri, because I know Tajiri did that gimmick in WWE for a while, too. He always had the green mist. Well, he, he had he black did, he, for a while. Yeah, he, he blinded Nidia one time with the black mist. Yeah. yeah. I remember he, he missed Oscar a whipped out the, in the face. Oscar whipped out the green mist a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. She does red and green. Has she done black? I she did when she first started becoming the heel, yes. I just realized I asked if she did black, and I, I didn't mean it the way it sounded. But anyway. <laughs> well, I didn't hear it that way, but yeah, right. Well, I, I, I'm going to get a letter. As a, well, actually, get a couple letters. Exactly, I'm getting a ton of letters mist. off of this show. You <laughs> got the brown mist. Wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, you don't want that. Nobody wants the brown mist. But anyway, uh, it's speaking brown of brown mist, mist after Taco Bell. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, the Great Muda attempts to scare fans in the crowd on his way to the back, and uh, Suzuki has to be helped out by the Young Lions. But now we get a commercial for The New Beginning in Hiroshima. I- I'm going to save the jokes. Uh, and oh, go, the- for it. go for it. Let, let wow. it fly. I'm, I'm, uh, you, you, I'm sure your joke won't bomb. Oh, my God. Come on now. We bombed them. Uh, that's at the apron bump. <laughs> I didn't say it. Uh, I mean, I was going to say, I think the new beginning in Hiroshima came after World War II, but anyway. Uh, wow, come on. And the new beginning in Osaka coming in February and a bunch of other tours going on in the following months. We then get a long commercial for the G1 Climax coming this summer to uh, with the finals in August being held in the 31,000 plus seat uh, Saibu Dome, which is now the MetLife Dome in uh Tokorozawa, Tokorozawa, Saitama, Japan. Apparently, this was a big deal. It was like a big baseball stadium. So, uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember who won this G one climax, but doesn't really matter. Anyway, uh, so commentary is joined by voice actress Izumi Kita, who oh so shockingly voices a ton of anime. <laughs> she she also voices Rainbow Dash on My Little Pony and Chastity and Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, so there you go. And well, and Xavier Woods knows all about uh, My Little Pony. So hey, whatever. don't don't besmirch the name of the Bronies. Yeah, don't you dare. They already they have their own name. I have some friends <laughs> that went to a convention. Seriously? Wow. Yeah, I I didn't ask any questions. Yeah, I'd rather not know what. We don't judge. No, no. I, you can. Might, might no reevaluate our friendship after that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't go. I didn't go. I'd be like, who's uh, who the hell am I hanging out with? <laughs> like, I don't. I don't even know you anymore. Hey, it could be a good time. I've never been. Uh, I'm sure there. Well, is it? We'll just, is it just like male My Little Pony fans, or are there women there too? Because Look, I man, mean, they <laughs> just guys, gals, it. and non-binary pals. <laughs> That's the tagline for the event. Uh, <laughs> But they then show a commercial for something called Card Fight. And I say it like that because there's two exclamation points at the end. Uh, which also has an anime. And uh, that Izumi uh, Kita does voice work for that too. O- Okada advertises this. While Shinsuke Nakamura advertises Yoshinoa, or Yoshinoya Noodle Bowls. <laughs> Very on brand. Sounds like you just made that up. I, I swear to God, this is all real. Go back and watch. It's just, this happened. I was going to make a lot of fun of it, but then I remember some of the commercials wrestlers have been in here in America, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'll let it go. Dogs. <laughs> some of them are pretty brutal. Uh, there's yet another live performance from a traditional Japanese band after all of this. I'm assuming Japanese shows still do intermissions in the middle or something, because this went on forever. I literally just like, scroll through to the next match. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, up next is Bad Luck Fale taking on Togi. Er, is it Togi or Toji? Makabe. Uh, I think it's Togi. Either way, it's the King of Destroyer match. Pretty cool Real name. name. Yeah. <laughs> this one went 15 minutes and five seconds, to which I say, whose brilliant idea was it to put Bad Luck Fale in a quarter of an hour match? <laughs> Man, this I... is, uh, it was something. Tables, I, chains. Yeah, look, I'll say I never thought that look folly sucked. It's just not great. I mean, I, I could be the minority. I mean, this that, is like but. I feel like this is peak bad luck folly. This is about as good as he gets, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's still uh, going Mak- today for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, Makabe is fine. Uh, again, I wouldn't put him in there for a quarter of an hour, but that's just me. So basically, there are no disqualifications in these mat. In this uh, in this here match, these two are it's it's just big meaty men smacking meat right away, wasting no time. Huh. Uh, Folly wraps Makabe's chain around his neck and drags him around the outside mat with it. Later on, Makabe wraps the chain around his arm and clotheslines Folly with it. He lays Folly out on a table, but Folly got up before anything could happen. He hits the bad luck fall on Makabe once, but he got up after that hardly any time. He Damn near no sold it. Uh, Fale gets on the apron at one point and Makabe power bombs him through the table. And it looks scary as hell because they're on an elevated platform and Fale yeah. goes straight back. Damn near on his head. Almost had a Rick Rude situation here. 
I know. Wow, that's literally what I said. <laughs> I was like, damn. And, and Rude got hurt for less than this, too. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the ring, Makabe hits a King Kong knee drop on the back of a kneeling Bad Luck Fale's head. He hits another one on the chest, and then Fale can't beat the 10 count. So Makabe wins via knockout. Uncle Dave gave it dose stars. I probably like this more than you guys. I gave it three. What say you, uh, Greg? I, I gave it two. I was also confused what the hell kind of match this was. I think it, it was felt like last standing. man standing. Yeah, but I had used... them, they talked about in the middle of it. You can lose by a knockout, like, but doesn't that kind of negate the whole? I think that is a knockout, man? isn't it? Ten count, technically, but I mean, yeah. usually there's still. But then, yeah. But what about the submission part, though? Like, you can even the submission too. Oh, yeah, you yeah. can win via. I mean, pinfalls. I was kind of lost. Basically, the only ways you can't win are via countout or disqualification. So that, I think that was about it. For I had pinfall? to. Yeah, because I had to. I you can't pin him. I thought you could pin him. I don't think maybe so. I'm wrong. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, uh, ironically, you can't lose via countout, but the referee counts him down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> lose did, my count up. Uh, like. They showed the rules in the middle of the match, and I literally used Google Translate to tell me what the hell the rules were. Just, I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, but what do you say, Kyle? It was, it was, it was fine. I mean, I don't know. You get two big guys hitting each other with weapons. That can only be so bad. And you had some fun spots, yeah. some table spots, some chains, and all that. I like the finish. Yep. King Kong knee drops, two, two of them, and... Uh, yeah, you know, it was. I, I kind of, you know, got a little disinterested in the middle, but I think it ramped up towards the end. Yeah, beginning and middle were good, or uh, I mean, beginning and end were good. Middle was fine, but yeah. Uh, did you uh, did you rate it at all? I'll, I'll, I'll throw it a two ski. Yeah, it was it was fine. Uh, I I thought it was at least average, but I don't know. I like this kind of stuff sometimes. A lot of people don't. But after the match, Hanma comes out to help Makabe to the back. We now get a promo for the long-ass feud of Hiroki Goto, who I am convinced I'm the only fan of on this planet. <laughs> and I don't know why he gets so much hate on Twitter. People are just like, they either don't like him or they're incredibly indifferent. Yeah. Uh, and Katsuyori Shibata. Well, their feud literally stretches back to 1995 when they were on the same high school wrestling team together. Uh, this was going to be Goto's first match back after an injury as well. So, cool buildup, I thought. But then we get into this. It's Katsuyori Shibata versus Hiroki Goto. It is 15 and a half minutes long. Goto has an epic entrance with a Japanese drumline, traditional Japanese dancers, fire pyro going off. Like, they went all out for this dude. These guys wrestled with the strongest of styles. It's, I mean, that's kind of just how Shibata goes. Uh, and they use a lot of innovative offense. Like, moves I've never even seen. Uh, after what happened a couple of years after this, though, I still cringe whenever I see Shibata hitting that unprotected headbutt. Yeah. It just makes certain parts of my body pucker up. But <laughs> uh, Goto shines a uh, lot in this one and finally hits the Shouten Kai for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it four stars. I gave it three and a half. Uh, what say you, Kyle? I'd probably give this at least four, maybe four and a quarter. I uh, I really enjoyed this match. I feel like I, I didn't really. I knew Goto and Shibata were kind of linked up, like they were they were their friends, I guess. But um, other Frenemies. than that, I just, 
yeah, I didn't really have that much context on the storyline going into it. But like, as I'm watching the match, like I felt the emotion from it. Yeah. And uh, like you said, strong style. I mean, this is strong style to a T. There's everything that you expect when you're watching a Shibata <laughs> yeah. match. And Goto, too. He can go to. I feel like Goto's one of those guys you don't really get excited about until he's like until you're watching him. And he's like, oh, wait, this guy's freaking awesome. Um, right. But yeah, really fun match. Like the end where uh, Shibata hits the the Shouten, but he's like too worn out to make the pinfall. And then Goto hits it and then makes the pinfall and gets the win. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed every second of this. This might be, if not my match of the night, it's definitely top two. Yeah, good crap, pal. What do you say, Greg? I gave it three. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it's just two dudes beating the piss out of each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, you know, the, the kicks were insane. Like, I don't. Man, yeah. forearms. Oh, yeah. They were I don't know trading. If I that. <laughs> Love Shibata's hesitation drop kick in the corner that he does is always just yep. chef's kiss. Yep. Yeah. So you were asking about like when he showed up on Dynamite, you're like, you know, this Shibata guy. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is the first thing I think of besides obviously the brain injury. But yeah, yeah this kind of stuff is just wicked. These two lay on on the match or mat pretty much dead and then help each other stand up. I don't think they were playing around, by the way. I think they were dead. Yeah, I know. They were like, I could not stop. You could see the welts on them, dude. I know. They had to go back and take an ice bath. Like, (laughs) this is nuts. Uh, But they help each other stand up. Shibata raises Goto's hand, and then then he thinks about it for a minute. He helps Goto to the back. (laughs) They're probably whispering in each other. Their other's uh, ears are like, don't cry until you get to the back. Don't let them see you cry. (laughs) Too late. Brutal. I take dumps standing up. I'm a man. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Nothing. It's from a show. But anyway. Do you uh, take dumps standing up? up? I don't want to know. I'm a man. <laughs> I stand on the toilet seat. Myself. Yeah. Exactly. This is an actual conversation. An airborne squatty potty. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, no, it's the opposite of a squatty potty. Because you don't <laughs> squat. You just stand. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, Tomato, tomato. Well, there was one time that I was in a bathroom in Target, and oh, an boy. old guy was walking out as I was in the in the bathroom, and I, <laughs> I heard him on the way out at me go, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> Greatest wow. thing I've ever heard. It's a great achievement. <sighs> anyway, exactly. We now get a play up video for our. It, it shows Kota Ibushi apparently loves to flip around. No, so that's what I. That's what I got out of it. <laughs> Uh, he also won the best of the Super Juniors and came close to beating Prince Devitt in the past, but failed. Uh, now he's getting a rematch. Prince Devitt here had my favorite entrance of his ever, uh, where a bunch of druids with we- wearing white masks carry a casket and set it up on the stage. Then he bursts out of it, painted up like carnage. I also... I would love I that figure, I mean, but it's never going to happen. Yeah, right. I also love... I, I, I like his WWE theme more, but I always loved real rock and roll for his theme. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah. But now we get this. This one took me back, man. It was Prince Devitt. Uh, I kept wanting to call him Finn Balor because he's been that forever now. He's defending the junior heavyweight title with the Bullet Club in his corner against Kota Ibushi. This one went about 16 and a half minutes. Longest match of the night thus far. Of course, the entire Bullet Club gets involved multiple times. Coda eventually gets the better of them 
and hits a top rope twisting Asai moonsault on the entire Bullet Club. At one point, Ibushi kicks out of a reverse bloody Sunday, then a diving double foot stomp. Uh, he reverses a bunch of bloody Sunday attempts and then eventually hits the golden star bomb for a near fall, then hits the Phoenix splash to put David away for the three. Uncle Dave gave it four stars. Again, I gave it three and a half. Uh, Greg, what say you? I gave it four. This is probably my favorite match of the night. It's really good. I mean, two of the two of the best cruiserweights in the entire world. That's for damn sure. Uh, what say you, Kyle? Yeah, I'd probably give it like three and three quarters. Really fun match, even with like the Bullet Club shenanigans in the beginning. There was one spot that made me laugh out loud. Uh, Coda, Coda rolled up Prince Devitt in an O'Connor roll. Devitt like kicked him off, and then yeah. from out of nowhere, there's a chair like from out of frame just comes <laughs> and hits Coda in the head. <laughs> it just, just no, you don't see who threw it. It just comes out of nowhere, and uh, there's also ECW flashback. Yeah, <laughs> I like how like yeah, and and I, I like how the Bullet Club was there. They got involved, but it wasn't. I felt like it wasn't like way overblown, like like a WCW or a TNA would do. Yeah, I mean it was overblown for a few minutes, and then they got kicked out. Right, and then it went to the final stretch. Yeah, and Devitt Balor, whatever you want to call him, is still. Like, just fantastic. He's been going at a high level for, what, a decade at this point? So, it's good, yeah. good crap, pal. After the match... The judgment Day's yes. given him new life, too, so... Yeah. yeah. I, I I love that persona. I, like, I feel like it fits him. It fits everything he's done in his career. It's, again, good stuff. After the match... This one was kind of random, but Desperado gets in the ring wearing a suit... And carrying a guitar case, you know, because he's desperado. He pops it open and pulls out a bouquet of black roses, hands it to Dakota, who doesn't know how to respond. I mean, how do you respond when how a man hands you a bouquet of roses? Do you kiss yeah. him? Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, do I need to Fredo kiss you now? Like, what's going on? Him dinner first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Desperado then leaves the ring, grabs his guitar case, and takes off. So... I don't effing know. I guess this I was their was... way of setting up the, cont- the next contender. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Jeff Jarrett at first. <laughs> he oh, rips off Lord. the mask. And collected like, drone. <laughs> he rips off the mask. He's like, ain't I great? Like, I wish. Get the F out. <laughs> and just like the crowd collectively pukes. <laughs> but up next, we see a play-up package for Okada versus Naito. Obviously, I don't speak Japanese, but it looks like they started together as young lions. Sorry, why is that like... obvious that you don't speak Japanese? I'm just curious. Oh, I don't know, Greg. Yeah, I thought I you know. did, I... man. Yeah, I... hey, I'm cool. I watch the Japanese, or like, I watch the anime shows without the subtitles, okay? Oh, oh. oh yeah. this guy. <laughs> I, I watch the ones that haven't been dubbed in English. Yeah. Uh, God. Anyway, <laughs> it looks like they started together as young lions, and then it looks like Naito would be the breakout star, but then Okada leapfrogged him. So now Naito is kind of jealous and sore about it. Well, you'd be jealous if you're the Genetti. God. Uh, yeah. I like how the Genetti in like the, the worst they get in Japan, the Genetti still goes on to be a multi-time world champion <laughs> and main event, the biggest yeah. show of the year in America. Uh, you fade into obscurity and only pop up in the news when you ask if it's okay to sleep with your maybe daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> At least he asked. Yeah, 
Hey, uh, you don't know what it's like being me, okay? With hot chicks throwing themselves at you all the time. All right, it's rough. <laughs> I'm not right. making any of this up, by the way. If anybody's wondering, <sighs> this stuff was said. So yeah, yeah. He also killed a man in a bowling alley. Uh, we'll talk about that. That's, yeah. that's old stuff. That's old news. <laughs> yeah, right. Better shut the f up before I tell somebody you touched my pecker. <laughs> that was that's him, man. Na- that's what Nail said, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, this one is Kazuchika Okada defending the IWGP World Heavyweight title with uh, Gato in his corner against Tetsuya Naito. Uh, this one goes about 31 minutes. No, ladies and gents, this is not the main event. So, it's and I, my first note was, it still blows my mind that this was not the main event. It's funny you say that, by the way, because I remember looking at this and how much time is left in the, the video. I'm like, how long is this damn match? <laughs> right. It's just like, why yeah. is Okada not the main event? You know? Do you guys know right. the backstory behind that? I do not. Uh, I, I was going to say that Tana just like uh, strong armed him and pulled a, that's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> well, I, I like vaguely know. So uh, Naito at this point wasn't getting over as much as New Japan thought he would. And I think ah. so. So Naito won the climax, which is how he earned this match. And then mm. I guess Naito and Okada had a confrontation at one of the shows leading up to this. Wrestle Kingdom and the crowd wasn't into it at all. So Damn. New Japan, they like put out a poll, like, hey, which which match should be the last match of Wrestle Kingdom? And it was this match or the Intercontinental match. And the Intercontinental match got like way more votes than this match. <sighs> so basically Naito was kind of a dud. Not a dud, but like he wasn't nearly the star that he is well. today. So that's kind of why that's what led to him not and then he like left and went hey. to Mexico and wrestled just... and kind of Built his persona, his uh, the Los Ingobernables, like that yeah. faction, and then basically led to his character change, and then was pretty much a success after that. I guess all that makes in sense. The lo- <laughs> in the long run, this uh, was probably the best thing for his entire career because yeah. I mean he's still in a big match, but then, like you said, he went to Mexico. Apparently, for anybody who doesn't know that taunt that or that pose he does, where it looked like he's like opening his eye. He did that to mock the racist fans in Mexico that would like, you know, say racist oh, wow. stuff about him in his <laughs> eyes. I'm not making any of that up. That was real. Uh, so he he just <laughs> went real. with it. I, I thought it was cool. He like turned it back on him and everything. And then he ended up getting over. So there you go. But then he brought it back to Japan, did the LIJ thing. And uh, then he he used I now it's coming back to me. I remember him using that going into a wrestle kingdom. He's like, I got screwed out of my main event by you stupid fans. And now I'm coming yeah. back to win the title. Yeah. Cause they, they so, Okada and Naito had another wrestle kingdom world title match like a few years yeah. ago, like 19 or something. Yeah. Yep. I remember that one. It was, it was damn. I mean, I know shocker, but it was damn good. I, I remember that one. Yeah. So I was excited for that one. And Naito finally won. I'm like, damn, get your, get your moment in. But either way, this one, uh, and by the way, of course, Red Shoes is the ref. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, like we just mentioned, this is pre-LIJ Naito, so it's very different from the Naito we all know today. Uh, even back in 2014, this crowd blew their load when that coin dropped for, Naito, for Okada. <laughs> that Okada entrance was something else. Dude, just every time he he makes an entrance man like as soon as that coin drops whether it's japan or america that crowd like the babies get thrown into the air <laughs> oh yeah it happened on dynamite too yeah, yeah. 
I, and if he shows up in in like if they do have an agreement where he does something in WWE, I guarantee Triple H will make it so he can use that theme or something similar. The crowd is. I would prefer this entrance, themselves. by the way, the prelude video with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll like the crowd is just going to effing soil themselves more than they did for Cody. So, <laughs> but I don't know. Dude. Yeah. We flew pretty hard. <laughs> oh, I did too. And I was in my friend's living room. So there was that. Giggity. But, Dude in front of me at Cowboy Stadium's uh, destroyed. But you know, well, you should know when you go to WrestleMania and there's a big moment. You really gotta go. It's like you're going to a Gallagher concert. You gotta <laughs> wear the rain jacket. Uh, but anyway, Naito recently recovered from a knee injury, so his knee comes into play a few times during this match. In the end, Okada nails a tombstone, followed by the Rainmaker for the win. I like how the tombstone is not good enough to put him away. He's got to hit oh, a no. clothesline. Afterwards, Uncle Dave gave it four and a quarter. I gave it three and a half. I, I don't know why. I just uh, maybe four. I don't know. It, it was it was fine. Uh, but I maybe maybe I ruined myself because I remember their 2019 match and it was much better. Uh, what say you, Greg? Four. Loved it. Yeah, almost as good fine. as the last match. Oh, yeah, I think the last match. Was much better. I mean, it was just well, great, not much but... better. I shouldn't say that, but it was yeah. They were neck and neck, though, dude. But, you know, something's got to win. <laughs> but I thought yeah. it was incredible. Yeah, well, you know what I say to that. That is correct. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so what do you say, Kyle? Uh, I personally like this match more than the, the previous match. Even though I feel like this match was very slow for like the first half of it. Like, when you said 31 minutes, I was like, geez, that's a long yeah. ass match. But um, I thought the, the, <laughs> the ending stretch of this was really fun. And... Uh, one thing about this match and kind of this whole show that I enjoyed was that there weren't a ton of finisher kickouts. Like, right. I love that. Yeah. I mean, because that eventually, even with New Japan, became a trope. You have to like, nowadays, yeah. Okada has to, has to hit a guy with a, a rainmaker and then a spinning rainmaker, then a top rope rainmaker, then a rainmaker <laughs> with a chain wrapped around his arm. And it's like, come on, man, it's your finisher. Yeah. But he I enjoyed that aspect. three to four per match. When yeah. the hell is the rain going to actually show up? Yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> And I like it because like the whole match, it's like a struggle to hit that Rainmaker. And it's like once he finally hits it, it's like, oh, that, that's the reason he was sh- struggling is because Naito knew if he hit it, he'd lose. And then he right. lost. So it's like it all made sense. And yeah, really, really <laughs> great emotion towards the end of this. You give it a certain star rating at all? Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. I, it would be higher if the first like 10, 15 minutes weren't like tedious. Although, I mean, not tedious. I guess he was, like you said, working the leg, but working the know. leg. <laughs> I, I do agree that it was a little slow, but it was also like not in a bad way, almost like a Gunther match nowadays. Yeah. It's like there's still stuff happening. Yes. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I can see your point on that. Well, little did we know at this point that 31 minutes was uh, Okada's halfway point. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He was that's just before all the V triggers. Right. God, yeah. Got to hit five V triggers and uh, five Rainmakers per match, man. It's it's written bylaws. As as a huge video game nerd, I never understood that because you only get like one V trigger per fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the effing weeb doesn't get it right. How dare he? Right. Uh, I I I keep sitting here calling him a weeb, and I'm the one that got a Tokyo Ghoul T-shirt for Christmas. But <laughs> either way, you can both be weebs. Yeah, exactly. We weeps like, together. There you go. I only watch Dragon Ball Z. Shut up, you effing weeb. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, we now get to play a package for the main event. 
showing the parallels in the careers of Shinsuke Nakamura and Hiroshi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, they've been frenemies most of their career, it seems. And now Tanahashi wants Shinsuke's title. So there's that. I don't think the IC title was that old at this point, was it? Was Tana the first? I believe it was the first. Or, I, mean, no, I, I mean, Naka. No, I think I could be wrong. I believe MVP was the first. I, I'm thinking of the U30 title. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this because the Intercontinental title, I think maybe 2012, 2013 came around. Maybe, maybe earlier. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, the inaugural championship tournament was won by Toro Yano. What? Wait, really? Oh, boy, huh? Yeah. Oh, God. Interesting. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Have you ever noticed oh, no. any wrestling company ever, the first champion's always like the most unexpected one? <laughs> it's like a well, thing. I, I was actually wrong. It said he won the tournament, but he didn't win the title. That's, that's weird. Because, yeah, MVP was the first. He won it on May 15th, 2011 uh, in okay. Philadelphia. Oh, he defeated Toro Yano. For uh, so was the tournament was the tournament final? Oh, so was like was the tournament to face MVP? That's what I was going to ask. But I guess who whoever won the tournament got to be one of the eight men in the in the match. Weird because it said so drawn out. That's some TNA logic right there, right? Yeah, right. It's yeah because it says defeated Toriano uh, in an eight man tournament final to become the inaugural champion. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Uh, so Nakamura didn't win it. Yeah, he he won it back in July of twenty of twenty twelve. So this this is actually a second reign, okay? Because he lost to Lasombra, won it again in July of twenty thirteen. Yeah, okay. Either way, took that aside. Uh, yeah, you know what, people, you can you can stand to learn a thing or two. So we're <laughs> we're hitting you with it. But we're gonna learn you about the main event right after this uh, next break. After we come back, diving into this last match on the card. Right after this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Main event time. So Stan Hansen comes to the ring for the main event, and apparently his theme song was copywritten because he comes out to dead silence. 
<laughs> like maybe he just wasn't over. Yeah. In right. Japan, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was like saying uh, Hulk Hogan's not over in in, uh, in New York or anything. <laughs> I think they uh, like Stan Hansen in New York more than they did in Texas. Yeah, probably. probably. Not New York. I think they liked him you in Japan. Japan. More than they did Texas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well. Marty Friedman from Megadeth plays Tanahashi to the ring. I'll be honest, when he started playing, I thought for sure this was going to be uh, Nakamura's entrance. And I was oh, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I didn't see Nakamura's entrance coming at all. I'm still like, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a WTF <laughs> moment if I ever saw it. Uh, but Shinsuke actually has pole dancers all over the stage. They've got poles all over and right. Japanese women dancing all over. <laughs> Bro, put him in a cage, bro, and then we're going to abuse him and make a storyline out of it. <laughs> put him on a pole. Yeah, put out oh God. <laughs> Hot chicks on a pole, bro. <laughs> uh, but he also has some woman dancing in front of him, like doing an, a weird interpretive dance. And he picks her up on his shoulders, and then he poses with the pole dancers and walks to the ring. This was a f***ed up entrance. Man. Was amazing. <laughs> I look I at him like, more now, I'm like, what? What? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I think it's Wrestle Kingdom nine. Uh, I, I wish they would. When he became king of the ring, I wish they would have went with that crown because he actually wears a, like this big ass like thorny looking crown, uh, yeah. for Wrestle Kingdom Iconic. nine because he, yeah, because he's the king of strong style. And uh, then I said I, the one he wore in WWE was fine, but uh, I just I I was like, man, if he recycles that crown, I'm gonna laugh. But this match, right, it is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defending the Intercontinental title against Hiroshi Tanahashi in 23 and a half minutes-ish. So I actually said, before you explain it to me, I said this being the main event is reminiscent of John Cena trumping whatever the WWE title match is, and he just gets the main event, even if he's not <laughs> wrestling for a title. <laughs> that was the way it was when, when CM Punk was champion. Unless Punk was facing Cena, he didn't get the main event. Cena right. always got the main event. But Shinsuke uses his patented knees a lot, so Tanahashi starts targeting them. Shinsuke manages to hit the uh, Bamae at one point, but collapses and can't capitalize. He misses a second, tries for a fireman's carry, and Tana reverses it into a sling blade. Tanahashi eventually hits the high fly flow, but only gets a near fall. When Shinsuke goes for the Bamaye again, Tanahashi goes back to working, working the leg and uh, walks in a second cloverleaf. Japanese cloverleaf, maybe. Uh, Nakamura fights out. So Tanahashi turns it into a sort of styles clash. It's kind of weird. Uh, but then he hits another high fly flow for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it four and a quarter stars. I actually gave it four stars. What say you, Greg? Four. Loved it. Entrance yeah, it, says was weird, but I love the whole match. <laughs> right. Uh, I wouldn't have uh, called Tanahashi being played out to the ring by uh, the guy from Megadeth, but, you know, rock on, I guess. Uh, what do you say, Kyle? Yeah, I would say four as well. Awesome match. I mean, Shinsuke was such a star, man. I, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I miss this Shinsuke, to say the least. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I wish that he would do a little bit. Not that he's not done anything in WWE. Just sometimes it's like even when he's doing something that should be important, I feel like it's like kind of forgettable. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, he just had and so I, much more, I don't know, more star appeal, more, like, even, like, his moves felt more impactful back then. I don't know. When he first came to NXT, I think his NXT run was great. Oh, yeah, his, like match, he, his, his match with Sami Zayn is one of my favorite matches of all time. And Dude, that's when he, match, too. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when that music hit and he did that entrance, I had, like, goosebumps. And then the match hit, and I was like, holy crap. Like, yeah. just seamless. And, yeah, then it looked like he was setting up for a big run, and, you know, we got called up to the main roster. And, like I said, he's done some stuff, uh, but it just... I feel like it hasn't all been a hit and they're just kind of trying to figure out what to do with them sometimes. Yeah. The stuff with Boogs is working well until Boogs got hurt. It was entertaining, uh, but I feel like Boogs was like not necessarily the star, but it's like everybody was like, oh, where's Rick Boogs at? So he can come out and do his goofy crap. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Look, he's he's injured, but he could still come out and play guitar and do his goofy crap. I don't know why they don't just wheel his ass out there. <laughs> We're closing in on a year. Should be back soon. So I saw a video of him working out. So he's yeah, yeah. he's getting there. He's effing just jacked, man. Like, Juice it's almost it's almost sickly in a way. I mean, it's like man, he's one of the most jacked mid card like <laughs> never going to be a main eventer guys I've ever seen. How dare you? Him and Riddick Moss. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, <laughs> now those are the real forgotten sons right there. Riddick's winning life though. He's fine. I'm not losing sleep for him. <laughs> They need yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need to uh they, they need to make a, a, a faction just call themselves the mid card mafia. <laughs> I would like that. Get over, yeah, that would get over great. I'd buy the t shirt. <laughs> Damn straight. But anyway, after the match, Stan Hansen puts the title around Tanahashi's waist for them uh, after the match. Uh Nakamura needs to be helped out by a young lion and he still dances on his way out of, out of the arena. Kind of funny. You gotta keep it going, dude. Dude, he was like godlike over. Uh, I mean, so was Tana, but damn. He was. So, well, <laughs> well, Shinsuke, like, I mean, if he goes over to Japan now, he's probably still gonna get the same amount of overness, but yeah, just, wow. Uh, I will say the, the song, I didn't recognize what the guy was playing when Tanahashi came out. Like, I'm used to his song where they yell, go ace, like over and over. <laughs> right. But Tanahashi does his usual post-main event long-ass promo to close the show. I don't know what the hell he's saying. On the stage, he says something. He yells something in Japanese. Pyro blows, and we close the show. Uncle Dave wrote in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that, quote, by most normal standards, the show was very good, uh, but felt that it uh, it did not match the previous year's show, which he called among the greatest wrestling events of all time. That's because last year's check cleared, and this one didn't. Uh, I don't know what the what Wrestle Kingdom Seven looked like, so I I really, right now. yeah I I can't even the uh, like say yes no maybe I I don't know if I've Tanahashi versus Okada Shinsuke versus Kazushi Sakuraba that's a weird match oh God Bakugai versus Shibata Prince Devitt versus Kota Ibushi and Loki yeah. Shelton Benjamin versus Masato Tanaka that's fun. Yeah, Aki Bono's here. That's probably why. Yeah. Match. That's probably why the show is so great. Oh, oh my Zach. god! And Bob Sapp. <laughs> oh, good grief! I'm done. Yeah, I'm turning. I'm turning off when I see that. 
You got Aki Bono, Nakanishi, and M- MVP, and Strongman. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, John Anderson. Yeah, that guy. Uh, they defeat. They defeated Bob. The Sapp. famous Andersons. Yeah, right. They defeated Bob Sap, uh, Takashi, Izuka, uh, whatever. I don't know. Uh, Toro Yano and Yuji uh, Yujiro Takahashi. And you're really putting this over. I just oh, wow. on paper this card doesn't look better than this one, but no, um, like, on paper this card looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, there's like uh, two matches on here that look great, but otherwise, yeah, Nagata versus Suzuki might be okay, and then you've got Killer Elite Squad versus Sword and Guns, which I never knew was a thing. It's Goto and Carl Anderson, <laughs> Makabe versus Shibata. I'm sure people got injured in that one. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. I'm yeah, I'm done. <laughs> God. Uh, so I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Dave is wrong. But he praised um, the final. He praised the final four matches while calling the first half not good. And I would agree with that. <laughs> and the tag team match involving the Gracies, quote, kind of an atrocity. <laughs> yeah, this 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 show definitely. I mean, the last four were really like that carried the show. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Uh, in the review from James Caldwell of Pro Wrestling Torch, he wrote that, quote, the big match is delivered, the undercard was hit or miss, and the and the uh, event production was top-notch, end quote. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, New Japan does production way better than any other WWE, com- like, well, non-WWE event, I should say, in America. I mean, AEW doesn't even have the production quality half the time that New Japan does. But... Either way, that does it for that. We're going to take our final break. On the other end of this, we're going to tell you the final ratings, what we thought of the show, and what's coming up on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final rating time. Internet Movie Database gives it 6.6 out of 10. Cage Match, that's pretty harsh. Cagematch.net gives it 8.39 out of 10. Say get the fuck out with that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I gave it 7.5 out of 10 for a C plus. 
what about you, Kyle? You know, I, I think 7.5 is pretty fair. Because like I said, it's it's very top-heavy. Like most of yeah. the show is kind of whatever. But had some good stuff on it towards the end. But it didn't feel like a very complete show from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. I feel like cage match... Like if you average it out like a grade, like eight point thirty nine, they give it a, a B, B plus, whatever. It's like, ah, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm sure most of the matches probably don't even have a grade, so that's probably why. Right, right. Uh, what do you say, Greg? C plus as well. I did enjoy it a lot more than I thought it would, though. Yeah, it was great. And uh, Ian, the next one we watch has English commentary, so you're not going to be confused throughout the whole thing. <laughs> oh no, you're going to be confused. Jim Ross will confuse you. Uh, here and there, yeah, but I don't know. I remember his commentary being uh, acceptable. You don't, don't watch. Know. You don't watch Dynamite on the regular, dude. It has not gotten better. Well, Tony's on, yeah. there, I should say. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know, Tony really Schiavone still Friday, doing, so. Well, Tony Schiavone's still doing, you know, the the old school Tony Schiavone of uh, putting everything way more over than it should be put over. But he's an emotional I guess that's guy. His job. Yeah. At least he's not breaking out. This is the greatest night in the history of our great sport. So there's that. <laughs> but either way, uh, what was one of the greatest nights in the history of our great sport? It's coming up next week, actually. Uh, this was the anniversary, by the way, of uh, the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show that we're talking about. Well, every Wrestle Kingdom show because it always happens on the state, January 4th. Next week, though, we're ch- diving into WWF Royal Rumble 1992. It is the first time the world title has been on the line in the Rumble match to close the show. And it wouldn't happen again until, was it 2012? I think it was like... Uh, Rome when Triple H won. It was 15, yeah. 16? 16, I think, yeah. 16, okay. My bad. Yeah, I knew it was right before 30, 32, correct? Uh, in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, it would be a long stretch before this happened again, but... Either way, uh, this was the first time Ric Flair is there. In my opinion, this is one of the best eras in WWF history. That There was a stacked roster. Not every match was a banger, but it was a stacked roster, I'll say. And then we're going to be diving into more New Japan in two weeks for uh, double main event week. It's actually on January 18th. We're dropping New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 10. And then for the bonus show that week, we're going to be going over Triple H's return to Madison Square Garden on January 7th. 2002 so it's another timepiece. we're gonna be covering when he got injured his recovery and then coming back i was there when he got injured yeah it's a hell of a hell of a thing to remember <laughs> uh but he came back to one of the biggest pops i've ever heard in my entire life and in msg so no better place to do it and then we're ending out the month with a, a little bit of Mexico sprinkled in there, because we're covering WWF Royal Rumble 1997. That's where they brought in some guys from AAA to be on the show. So we'll be talking all about that. That took place at the Alamo Dome. If you guys heard a couple of weeks ago, we covered uh, WWF In Your House, It's Time. And uh, if you did listen to that, first of all, God bless you. Uh, second of all, it wasn't this, that bad. No, it, it really wasn't. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, but this is a good follow-up to that because this is the very next pay-per-view after that. So 1997 was a great year, but yeah, so that's all coming up in 2023. Kyle, before we hop off here, uh, why don't you plug all the holes? Plug me up, daddy. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Tell people where to find all your, all your stuff. 
Yes. Well, uh, first of all, thank you guys for uh, having me on once again. Uh, I, I enjoyed the uh, the Japanese wrestling. And, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, everybody, you can check out the Apron Bump podcast wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube as well. I cover retro wrestling. So if you enjoy the main event marks, you'll enjoy it. I do what I do as well. Uh, cover you know, companies big and small across four different decades. You can go to apronbump.com. You can filter to different promotions, different eras of wrestling that interest you. And uh, I've had Troy on a few times. So if anything else, you can check out our uh, our Fall Brawl 95 review or our Ring of Honor, what was it, June of 2003 review? I believe so, yeah. Um, so yeah, do that. Lots, lots of different uh, promotions I cover. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, you can follow me on all the social medias at Apron Bump. And yeah, hail Satan. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Not that, <laughs> no. but... Uh, everything else, yeah. Uh, and I was listening to you answering random questions, and <laughs> I like how somebody asked you who would win in a fight between your cats. <laughs> well, it's 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 been on on the minds of everybody out there. So, see, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm the cat father here. I'm I'm the one. I got freaking seven of them running around my damn house, so I could damn near have a battle royal. <laughs> I don't know how you breathe, man. Cat uh, hair everywhere. A lot of a lot of scooping. A lot of a lot of vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have air, I have air purifiers all over the damn place. I bet. Yeah, Greg, uh, Greg uh, is not a fan of the cats. So, well, yeah, my he, my dog recently died. I don't want more animals. I like my money. So, that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't fully blame you. Uh, but yeah, so that is uh, that is that, man. Uh, appreciate you joining us again, uh, Greg. Thank you for joining me again as well. And we will see you all next week when we dive into Royal Rumble 1992 with a tear in our eye. Woo!